Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, we here. We here, we here, we here. My check, my check. Yup, 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 we here. Let's get it popping. Let's let the homie in. Recording is now in progress for those not in the know what's going on. It's the Marvelous Markets, Market Mondays. March 20th, man. We back, we back, we back. Happy spring. Spring officially started first day at 5.43 Eastern time. First day. Definitely feel like winter out here. Not sure what's happening. It's a fact, man. ATL, what's up? Oh, we home. Made it's it back. Minute, right? Made it back. It's been a while. It's been a minute since we touched, touched the, the great, great state of Georgia, home city of Atlanta. Damn, y'all looking good. Yo, I mean, we thought we can, up, man. We, we thought we can. Now I'm on four big week. Let's get to it. Big guests tomorrow. What are we doing? 
Yeah. This is we doing we can. What's going hey. on, man? Man, how y'all feeling, man? I'm happy to be here. Oh man, if you're doing great, feeling good. Brendan, I need three Komodos. <laughs> I need a 15 through 50, <laughs> 24 <laughs> through 75. What, what's the lens ranges? Where, uh, happy where? Monday, everybody. What's going on with you, man? Man, happy to be here. Yes, yes. Truly really a blessing. It is indeed, man. It's it was a, a mild winter, and now we start a new season. A new season is upon us. Spring is here. Spring is here. Shout out to everybody that uh, pulled up to Austin, Texas. It was definitely winter out there. Shout out to our brother Ryan Leslie, who lit oh, up the stage. Amazing. Shout out to our brother LaRusso. And of course, the 914 legend himself, Jason Phillips, Jada Kiss, man. That dude needs his own show. <laughs> Jada's funny, yo. This needs his own show. Yeah. And for those not in the know, 914 will be representing next year. Shout out to my shout out to my brother Jada Kiss and man. the NBA celebrity. Yeah, we we gonna, we, we gonna get to that campaign of heart. No, we gonna get to that. Don't don't worry. We gonna get to that. We, we gonna, gonna get, get to that, that man for sure. But uh, yeah. Shout out to Ally. Shout out to United Masters. And shout out to everybody that was in Austin, Texas. Even though the weather was terrible, yo, it was ridiculous. It was like forty degrees out there, ridiculous. man. It yeah, it's, it's been cold in Houston, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. It it, it was ridiculous when we landed. It was like seventy four degrees. Three hours later, it was like forty degrees. I said, oh, man, I played yeah. myself. I played myself. I tried to do an interview without a hat on. I said, this can lead to nothing but head colds and fevers. So, no bueno. No good. No good. Yeah. Shout out to the UM team, like you said. Shout out to uh, Ally. Shout out to Big X to plug, man. Good yeah. dude. Good dude. Shut it down out there. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Houston's own. Texas yeah. is on. I'm not sure. Is he from Houston? Um, He's from Dallas, Texas. Dallas, shout, shout out to the whole state of Texas. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's get into this. You want to, uh, tell the people what we oh, got can, coming up. Can, can we just say something really quickly? What's that? I want to give a huge acknowledgement to everybody that checked out that all money in episode. All money yeah, in, cooking. no money listen, out. Listen, listen, listen. That's cooking. I mean, it was all over. You couldn't hide from it. It was, it was one of those moments. We told everybody it was one of those moments. So I want to shout out to everybody that checked that out, left a positive comment, recommended someone, put up a post that they saw, created their own post and tagged us in it, man. Uh, shout out to Black Sam, shout out to Kabi, shout out uh, to BH, and of course, shout out to Pac, man. It was an incredible piece of work. And shout out to the team that, you know, recorded uh, 13th and Great, my man B. Yeah, B went crazy. Part yeah. of, man, and we watched it. We watched a little bit of it together, but, you know, just watching people react to it and seeing the feedback that they got. Um, I saw the post that Copy kept putting up. Lauren London posted it. Which yeah, was dope, yeah, that was man. tough. It was one. It was a moment, man. So shout out to that. And uh, hopefully we can keep running the numbers up. Shout out to our brothers over there. Yeah. And, Proud uh, of y'all for that, for real. Like the, that four-part, 60-minute style. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, all right. So let's get into this. Let's get into this week's episode if we can yeah, let's do it. yes um big big episode tomorrow we got heat after heat after heat so we're gonna keep it going with tabitha brown yeah huge huge social yeah. media following over four million people on instagram million people on youtube all over everything um has a line in target mm-hmm. um restaurateur um actress um man the list amazing goes person yeah, most of, first and foremost, first and foremost, we had a dope conversation with her and um, we spoke about a variety of different things. One of the things that I'm interested to get people's feedback is, and I, I'm interested to get your feedback on it as well, is 
in a relationship should you share bank accounts? <laughs> that was something. You know I had to pose the question. <laughs> that was something that we we spoke about. I have my my opinion on it. She had her opinion on it. I think you were tomorrow to hear her inside. You were very, very blunt and very direct with your response, I must say. Consistent. I mean, you're consistent with your stance on it. You got to be consistent. You, are, you have been consistent with that. If you're not, not going to be anything else, be consistent. I, I, let me tell you this, man. That that conversation was so inspiring. Shout out to Tahira. Yeah, shout out to, to, to my sister. Hope we we're all forgiven from last week. I didn't mean anything about the Monopoly comment. Neither did I. I mean, I got strays. <laughs> we family. <laughs> we had a whole conversation to Tahira. You know, I love you. Don't play like that. Jesus. Um, But the conversation uh, around health and um, vegan lifestyle, I was inspired. And I told Tabitha that I was going to start my journey. And so I have, man. Today is day seven of my journey. Uh, and so it's been going pretty good, man. I got a good chef. Shout out to my wife who's been <laughs> chefing up the meals. Uh, it's been going pretty good. So I will keep y'all up to date on how the vegan journey goes. It is a challenge. I'll say that because, you know, you got to really be mindful of the things that you, you're ingesting. Um, uh, so it takes watch an amazing cook. I, I miss those post-market Mondays meals and powwows <laughs> we have in there. But you, back to Tabitha, like even when she came to the studio, I was like, oh, this is what y'all doing? <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. AB yeah. was like, hey, you know, it's going to be a good one. AB get to Russian. He like, yeah. See you next week, brother. I was like, damn. <laughs> get out the room now. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> so. Tune in tomorrow. I know this episode is going to be fire. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, for all the couples out there, you should at least have a joint account together. Right? Talk to him, man. Talk to him. Shadi. Now, the main account got to be separate, but you should have a Bay account together. We PC man, one. different 2023. When two Media training. <laughs> Media training. Yes. Um. All right. Let's get into this. So, a lot to talk about. Um, I'm just trying to get a title for the video. Yeah. So, How are we looking over there? How are we looking so on? People can know on what's two. going on. We good? Um, we sound good? Huh? We good on? We, we good on sound? I'm uh, I think so. All right, good. Who we'll say you're frozen? No, I, I am frozen. I was trying to see what was going on. Make sure everybody's tapping in. But I got. Why um, you doing that? Let me do the disclaimer. Let's do that. Please. All right, let's do it. All right, so you know how this works. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for inf informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify information that you find on our show and wish to rely, rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. People, and you're doing a great job with this, and shout out to everybody that pulled to, up on us in LA and told us about yes. the research they were doing. In fact, they used some of the information that was delivered to you in a package at... Uh, Market Money is live in LA and you implement it in your daily life. Shout out to y'all. Remember where you got the research, share it if it's great and give credit to the people you found it from. Love is love, man. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure yes. and the master investor himself, two socks, Shakur, Ian Dunlap. Also New Jersey Jacobin, new nickname. Montclair, what's up? Montclair, New Jersey. Addison, what's up? P-Town. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into it. Well, before we start, um, Toronto, Canada, yeah. you guys are amazing. Love you guys. Um, we yeah. sold out. We are officially sold out. Back to so back. we got two shows. We have a show on April 2nd and a show on April 3rd. Yes. Market Mondays and 19 Keys. Um, officially sold out of both shows. We sold out Thank the first guys. show so fast that we had to add a second show. And then we sold out the second show two weeks before the actual date of the show. So unprecedented um, situation. Um, Toronto. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, London, you're next. 
We will be, <laughs> we will be dropping the tickets for London probably next week. So, um, London, don't disappoint us. I'm sure you won't. Cannot wait to be back. I'm, I'm sure you won't. And so, London, when we come, listen, trap and I listen from last time. As soon as we get on stage, straight to information, no hoopla. London was like, get to the trading info. But to everyone in London, everyone who has tickets for the show April 2nd and April 3rd, I'm truly honored. Uh, thank you so much for coming out to the show, for selling out so fast. Um, thank you guys for the collaboration. Yeah, th this one is going to be amazing and probably will be one of my best performances on um, investing in how to use AI to help your business. And Shadi, next week I will be using GPT-4 to help you with a title for that. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Slight plug. Slight plug. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, any, any announcements that you would like to make before we start? Yes. Uh, kudos to the Red Panda Stock Club call. It will be tomorrow at 930 Central. Uh, tune into Conversations with Zoe. I was on there this past week. Um, you guys have another big episode coming soon, but I won't say with whom. <laughs> so, shout out to him. Um, I'm on uh, another episode of, of Joe Budden's uh, Patreon. Joe, put me on the main page. I know I get some users over there and shit. <laughs> Come on, man. Shout out to Joe and the team. Uh, you can check that out today. And if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. I love you guys so much. Let's get to it. You're living on Joe Button's page right now. That was a great episode. You're, by about, the way. To be, you're about to be the seventh co-host. <laughs> I have family over there. Ish. You're part, yo, no. you're part of the rotating co-host. Boy, co shot the flip. The seventh, seventh co-host. It'll be your foot and uh, Parks's foot. Yeah. <laughs> Secret seven. The Wu-Tang Wu Wu Clan. That's um, funny. So let's get into this. It's a lot to talk about. If we want, I want to do something different, if we can, I wanted to do a moderated version of my monologue to start the show, if that's yes. okay. I wanted to talk about let something. Me, let me ask the production. You go, you go ISO? Okay, come on. Let's <laughs> go ISO. <laughs> go ahead. ISO at the beginning you know, of the you game. You started the game out with uh, the, the isolation play. Uh, go ahead. I, want, I, I just want to talk about um, the law of reciprocity. Um, and it's extremely important. And I think that that's one of these things that in business and just in life in general, people don't fully appreciate or understand either is um, life's golden rule. You know, you keep it real with somebody that has kept it real with you. Shout out to Nori, he said that on his album in 96. And um, I want to give a real life example of this because it's a 360 moment. And I said it yesterday, but um, Dame Dash, somebody who, you know, we looked up to our, our whole lives and somebody that spearheaded the financial literacy movement. So when we were, you know, in our journey of beginning, Earn Your Leisure, and we went to LA and my brother Kenny Burns made an introduction to Dame. And um, we got him on the show and that was a really, really big deal for us at the time. Like that was the biggest person that we had had to date, somebody that we was really like targeting. So it was, a, it was an extremely big deal for us to get Dane. And um, we was able to get Dane. And not only did he, did, a, did he do the show, but he was very gen generous with his time. He provided us a lot of information off camera. He allowed us to use his studio for the week when we was in LA, which we had turned, ended up interviewing 19 Keys. The first time we ever met 19 Keys was in Dame Dash's studio which he let us really? use for free. And um, this is before, you know, we, we turned into what we are now. So it was just out of, it wasn't done with any like, okay, in the future you owe me type of vibe, right? Um, so fast forward, it's crazy how life works because fast forward two and a half years later, and you know, we have been blessed to become who we have become. And um, so him and 19 Keys are doing an event in Oakland, which is an amazing event. So it was like, all right, how can we pay back both of them? Because they mm -hmm. both have helped us tremendously in our journey. So it was like, we wanted to sponsor 50% off 
for tickets for 50 people. Mm -hmm. And when I told him that, and it was just like, kind of like, you know, blew his mind. He was like, yo, thank you. I really appreciate that. But I'm like, nah, I mean, I appreciate you. So that's our way of paying our respect, paying our homage to both of those gentlemen, but also trying to help people as well. So I just feel like that's something that's very, very important in this time is to never forget who helped you early on in your journey and try your hardest to help them. Cause we all need help. Yep. Yeah. Right. We all need help sometimes. And um, it's just really an honor to be able to do that. So I say that to say 19 keys, Dame Dash will be in Oakland, California this Thursday for a legendary in-person event. That's like this type of stuff you see at InvestFest. Mm -hmm. So um, we are sponsoring tickets for 50. We might even open up for a little bit more. Um, and the link is in the description of this video. You can just click the link and um, you don't even need a code. We just made a special link and it's 50% off and it's everything 50% off from the VIP all the way down to the live stream, whatever you want to do, you can live stream it even if you can't make it in person. And it's an amazing opportunity to connect with two of the greatest minds of our generation of our time in one place. I know it's going to be a dynamic life changing event mm -hmm. um, and extremely happy to support that event. Um, it's not our event, but we're supporting it like it's our event because that's important, right? Like you got to yeah. support your brother's work like it's your work and vice versa. So um, I just wanted to just say that I felt like it was a good way to start the, the programming because I know we're going to be talking about a lot of doom and gloom with, with banks closing and different things of that nature. But in this world of negativity, never forget to be positive. Never forget to pay homage to the people that helped you at the beginning. Life hack. Life hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting. Even when we was at the, can we tell where we were at that one day all together or no? Huh? Can we tell where we were at that one day all together? Yeah. Um, oh, when yeah. We, who, when we were, oh, me, you, and Keys? Yeah. The game? Yep. Yeah, we was went in the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was amazing just to see how Dane gave back to the kids and seeing like him build a podcast studio for kids and um, just seeing us all vibe. And like the crazy part is like, regardless of what the perception may be, Dame is a very humble person, very loving. Um, so yeah, please support. I know I love 19, support him, support Dame. Kudos to Eddie Melton. Dame is actually um, helping Eddie run for mayor in my mm -hmm. home county, yep, Lake yep, County. Yep. So just to see that, like I'm a kid from Northwest Indiana, like to be from East Chicago. And of course, like at the, Golden era rap to be for Rockefeller and Death Row to be at the pinnacle, and then to see Dame helping two one nine now it's like, man, God is good, life is good. So yeah, support Dame in all ways that we can, and I've always said it, but like Dame was probably twelve or thirteen years ahead of the curve before like Gary V, whom I love, like put out that social media blueprint. Dame was talking about these concepts like in ninety nine and two thousand, and never got credit for it. So kudos yeah. to him in nineteen. Yeah, man. Dangerous solutions. And yeah, shout out to Dane. Shout out to Principal Brown for opening his doors. I know it's tough, man, being a principal and having that many people coming to your school <laughs> and still trying to conduct <laughs> classes and make sure that kids are getting to class. Shout out to Principal Brown. It just so happens that, you know, the podcast studio is in the building with a principal that we're working diligently, diligently with to change, you know, the outcome for millions of students in New York City. Um, and so that, that's just when purposes align. Right, like we didn't even have any idea that that story was going to be there prior to us getting a tour. But it just shows you, man, when 
Yeah. When people are aligned and, and they're putting, especially with Dame's purpose right now, putting kids first and making sure that the education of, you know, the kids of the future is there, right. you know, these are the outcomes. And so it, it wasn't by mistake that we all ended up in the same place at the same time. Um, and we need to see more of that. We need to see more yeah. of that. It wasn't a, a competition of who, you know, who's done the most. It was, it was really a, a compliment to see like, yo, this is what happens when we all work together. So again, shout out to Principal Brown and Farrell's Academy for having us in the building. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about it. Amazon. Let's start, let's start here yeah. before we get to the bank situation. Amazon to lay off 9,000 more workers, which brings the total to 27,000 um, people. How do we feel about this? What does this say about the economy? What does it say about the tech sector? What, is it, what does it say? Uh, I'll, I'll just say the first thing, and it goes back to when we talked about it in December when they laid off 18,000 people and we saw Meta do it and we, well, not 18,000, but we saw them do 11 and we saw Google and we saw Microsoft, Microsoft do it. There was a, these are the effects of the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? When we talk about a lot of the tech companies, how were they going to respond to the overwhelming demand on their product? Well, the response was to hire more people. When people have changed the way that they go about business, the way they go about lifestyle, the way they go about spending, there's going to be a change in your business. And the change just happened to be, you know, especially for Amazon, that people are going back outside and they're shopping. People still use Amazon, but there's an alternative to how they once were only shopping. And so this is, I looked up the statistics. This is pretty interesting. Uh, Between Q4 2019 and Q3 2022, their headcount increased by 93%. Jeez. 93%. Yeah. That's nearly almost 100%. More people worked during that time than they had originally planned. So, right, even if you were creating a hiring board in 2019 going into 2020, you could have never imagined that this would be the increase of hires. And so what, what comes on the inverse of that when there needs to be cutbacks? Some, some people are going to, to lose their jobs. It's unfortunate. The count is like 27,000. Um, so this round of cuts is expected to impact the cloud computing, advertising, human resources, and Twitch units. Um, so a lot of gaming, yeah. uh, a lot of, again, cloud computing. Uh, it's unfortunate, right? Because these 27,000, I know it feels like it's a number, but these are actually people. Yes. And these people have families and these people have bills and it's unfortunate. But this is part of the economy, right? This is, this is what comes with gross overhiring. There are going to be layoffs and, and cutbacks. And so, it, it, again, it's unfortunate. Um, but I, I don't think this is the end, right? Because we're still... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're still trying to figure out, and especially a lot of these companies in tech are trying to figure out what is the right yeah. medium. You don't want to underhire. Um, but what comes with that, I know that you, you stress this a lot, Ian, is that we have to figure out how we can get more with less people. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is a prime case of it. A couple of interesting things. Uh, like you said, this isn't going to be the last cut, number one. So they're layering because a company can't effectively lay off 50,000 people in one week, one quarter, one day. It'll send shockwaves throughout the market. Um, Number two, as they're transitioning to a new CEO, there's some dramatic changes that had to be made. If you look, the stock at one point was at 188.65. It came down to 84.02, which pretty much cut the value of the stock in half. Therefore, you had to make some adjustments. Um, Number three, I don't like this for the workforce. I, I was doing some analysis earlier and without quantitative easing in 2008 through 2020 the supply of money that came in in 2020 and the bailouts that we'll talk about tonight 
we have effectively been in a recessive market since 2019. We're in 2023 right now. So what we're saying is we're seeing a hiring freeze. Meta's done the same thing, and they're also uh, no longer going to be hiring 5,000 more jobs that they plan to. These companies have to cut back, and they're also having to find ways to be more efficient um, in real time. Um, sadly enough, cutting these jobs will allow the stock to go back up. But even when I was talking to my brother yesterday, he was saying, you know, you used to be able to find some great deals on Amazon, but because of inflation, you are not finding as many. Um, Amazon is one of the top picks in the Red Panda Stock Club. It's been hovering around like 93 to 97 for a while. Uh, maybe in about another 8 to 13 months, it should get back to like 140, 111. But they need to cut some more jobs. And then on the management side, they need to do a hell of a lot better job of being more efficient and getting their cost basis up um, in terms of the net income and net revenue. So this is sad because this is not going to be the last of it. And this is why they're pushing AI at every angle that they can. GPT-4 was released. Microsoft now has their version. Um, but we're just seeing we're probably only like in the middle of these job cuts for tech overall. So what does this say about Amazon as far as investing in the company as far as their stock is concerned? You know, as Amazon has been a company that, you know, we've talked about a lot mm -hmm. um, as far as, you know, a good investment long-term is it yeah. still a, is it still a good investment absolutely it, okay 1000 but, but like 75 and below but anything and, above that right now is and also it goes to back to bezos leadership we cannot same with lebron like we're kind of taking lebron for granted even though like he's in his last what two to three years um we took bezos for granted for a long time andy's a great executive but bezos was a superstar rock star level ceo that over delivered um, he may need to come back to that seat for a couple of years um, to, to write the ship. Yeah, and I think you said it, and, and most people like maybe be confused by it, but yeah, these layoffs will probably mean that the stock is going to go up. Mm -hmm. And it's, we had this conversation last week when we were talking about Salesforce, when it was like, all right, we need to really figure out where our spending is and, and how we're going to cut spending. And one of those things that they do is, is lay off employees. Yes. Um, and so when they lay off employees, and now they have more money to be, make business more efficient. It's it's a sad effect but it's a real a real effect right of you know cutting jobs you, you want to make more money yeah so you yes, say yes, you like it you, you like it under 75 dollars correct correct all right um well i think it all also speaks to just making work more efficient and this can lead to a conversation i don't know if you guys seen it but they've been pushing more and more about this four four day work week mm -hmm. yes. situation yeah uh more and more companies are pushing towards that um, and I had a conversation to my barber, shout out to Bubs. I, I was in the shop today and we was listening. They were talking about it on the radio. Crispy, by the way. Go Appreciate ahead. that. <laughs> Very important. Mm. Very important. Um, so my, this is my philosophy, right? Um, cause he was asking me like, do I think the four day work week is a good idea? And I'm like, I guess technically, but in our line of work, for instance, it's an everyday work week, but it's done not traditionally. So like the person that does our YouTube, right? His name is Rich, shout out to him. I get up in the morning and I, I'll give him like tasks for the day. I try to do it before 10 o'clock. And then well, he just has to do it at some point in time. So he could potentially do it before one o'clock, before 12 o'clock, any, anything, right? Like, and then you're done for the day. Um, but we we need to post content every single day. So that to me, that type of, 
hybrid approach is what we're going into, right? We're going into the office and clocking in at nine o'clock and wasting time and leaving at five 30. Like those days are over. I feel like you, you have tasks mm-hmm. that you have to have to be completed. You can complete those tasks from anywhere. Yes. You can do a zoom call if you need to have a, a conference or you can just call somebody. If you need to talk to somebody, there's no need to physically be there. So that cuts overhead as far as, um, and this goes back to the commercial real estate play that cuts overhead as far as office is concerned, but it also cuts the amount of people that you need as well. Cause you realize you don't really need that many people. Cause a lot, a lot of people are getting paid to do nothing. Trim the fat. So trim the fat, extremely important. And not to call people fat because we are sensitive that people are getting laid off. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody wants to see anybody lose their job, but I'm just saying, as far as moving forward, I feel like, more and more companies will look to see how you can get more efficiency mm-hmm. from your employees. And in my opinion, that's from the employees staying at home, having tasks that they have to be completed. It doesn't matter when you can do the task at one o'clock in the morning. If you want, just do the task. And that's the, that's the new working mm-hmm. model. In my opinion. Can I chime in really quick and tell a very soft truth that most people need to hear. The four-hour workweek proposition is being done and efficiency is going to be slung around so they don't have to give us full-time benefits because they're not going to have most people work. If you are at eight hours a day, hello, Michael, um, and you're working four (laughs) days a week, you're going to be at 32 hours. They don't have to then give you full-time. And I'm seeing this happen with some people right now. Like they'll put you right up to like 38 and a half, 39 hours to avoid 40 hours plus and giving you full benefits. Um, so please be careful as they are pushing this initiative of a four day week work week um, that you don't get caught in that trap of them trying to lower your benefits or your pay. And then subconsciously or subtly in corporate forcing you to do more while giving you less. Um, yeah. And you see in France that, um, well, you should do, you should get, well, you, well, what did you say? You said, Time out. wait, wait, you wait. No, no, no. You said, I'm just trying to, I just want to be clear what you said. You said, be careful that they don't give you less for doing less, for doing less. You should get get less for doing less. But what they're going to do, because, and the truth is like, they've ruined our economy. And then like, notice whenever the banks collapse, which is a sign of a recession, they have to bail out banks because mass consolidation is an easy way to form a quiet monopoly. They always end up blaming the people for destroying the economy. It wasn't the workforce that that caused the collapse of SVB or FTX or Bitcoin imploding from 60 down to 20,000. We'll talk about Bitcoin later. It wasn't the consumers that did that. It was the organizations and leadership that did that. But then and always watch, even in the SVB thing, they're going to start to put some of this on black entrepreneurs and said that they were given risky loans and they didn't meet a certain risk profile, which reminds me a lot of two. And for those of you who don't know, when the housing market collapsed, it wasn't because blacks and Latins got two and three houses. That wasn't it. We didn't have any credit default swap <laughs> options on <laughs> these investments, right? It was hard enough for us to open up a brokerage in 2008, but you want to make me think that we imploded a global market and when they were putting exotic tranches together and selling them off in Germany and Ukraine and Russia and trading them like option derivatives, the consumer always get blamed. 
and we always always get blamed as on, on the black consumer side so yes we want to make things more efficient but i also don't want us to take the blame for this market falling apart when we did not cause that crash that's yep. important. Yeah, that's in fact. That's important. Um, and then also what they have going on in France right now is riots in the streets because the president is trying to push the retirement age back. But we also, all right, there's two sides to this coin. Um, at some point, things have to change because the world is changing, right? So hours have to get cut back. The the retirement age has to get pushed back. If people are living longer, right? It's just common sense that the retirement age has to get pushed back. It's a strain on the- Or leisure has to be earned faster. Maybe the government of France is not doing that well by the people. Anytime a government is trying to extend the retirement age, it is a sign that they have messed off the pension and government funds for you to retire. That's, that's the big bomb. When that gets dropped, student loan debt, and where is the social security money at? Well, if, you, if you're relying on the government for retirement, then you're, you're screwed it. You're screwed anyway. I'm be, I'm yeah. just going to be fully transparent. Y'all think FTX bad. Wait till they reveal that bubble when they get on 60 Well, here, here's the thing. If you ever look at just, so this is important. Um, Social Security, right, is the government program that was created to supplement people's retirements. That's what it was originally created for. Mm-hmm. But supplement is extremely important. It was never designed to be the fully source of retirement. But if you look at your, your statement, you can go online and look at your um Social Security statement. It actually says the day that social security will be insolvent. It says yes. it. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, you can actually read it. I forget Scary. what year it is, but I'm just, I don't know exactly what year it is, but let's just say it's like Look. 2030. It'll say like in 2020 in 2030, uh, social security is on pace to be insolvent. It says it and nobody, <laughs> nobody reads no one it. talks about it. Nobody cares about it. And I, I, I learned this when I was an advisor, I used to actually go through it with my clients and like, look, I used to highlight it. You see right there, like they're saying that there's not going to be any money left. This is their way out. So when it, does implode if it does implode they can say well we've been telling 20, you 2033 oh yeah 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 right yeah yeah 2033 yeah 2033 we're, yeah, we're, we're nearing we're nearing it's so now yeah. they can of course they can make changes they can do bailouts but as it stands right now it's on pace to disappear in 2033 so you as an intelligent person should never plan <laughs> if somebody said okay we're in 2034 i'm on pace to divorce you in 2034, you prepared <laughs> to get divorced. You don't you, you don't cry about it when it's ha- they're telling you. Yeah. They're telling you it's going to happen. Yeah. So relying on the government to save you is never a good option. Yeah. So we've already seen the United States push the retirement age back from 62 to 65. And then I think now it might be 70 for a certain 71, right? 71 for a certain. France is proposing to push it back from 62, which is what it is now to 64 so two more years even i mean that's still that's younger reasonable that's still younger than what the united states has that's very reasonable yeah that's not bad the european so would have world. 11 years or 14 years of life to go explore and travel and play with your grandkids yeah basically you gotta earn your leisure a lot faster you're <laughs> right Ian. i'm yeah i'm with you basically we just got, yeah we gotta figure that out that should be the like that's the goal and they won't um, say it but the reason that they're really mad at that kid from ftx is because he's the one who made the block hot meaning once he unveiled the corruption inside of the financial system, that was the thread that like destroyed the sweater or the veil. And now you're seeing he wasn't the only one mismanaging funds. <laughs> this is bigger than Nino Brown. Putting <laughs> <laughs> cases on <laughs> Pelican Bay. That's where they'll be playing basketball. Um, probably not though. 
They're going to be playing. Oh, no. They're going to be playing golf with uh, Martha Stewart. Um, Boca Raton. That she was at. But uh, or, or your man Trump. He's handing himself in tomorrow. tomorrow we shall see. We'll talk about that we shall see. Um, Yeah, we'll talk pro- about that in a second. Protests in the streets. That was like that Dave Chappelle skit. Remember that? Which one? When um he gave, he gave a skit about like this white collar criminal that stole like $60 billion and he was going to jail. So he had to like call. They negotiated his surrender. He no, like, yeah, yeah. he had like his meal plan. And then they had like the drug dealer where they, they ran the crib at like four o'clock in the morning and, and kicked the door down and like... It's, it's a whole skit. If you've never seen it, it's, it's actually a very true testament to the American justice system. I digress. A lot of truth and jest. Thank you. Um, thank you. So let's talk. <laughs> Mike, edit this out. On the <laughs> let's talk. I'll be knocking on the door before I did the show. Oh, man. Hit the like button and share. <laughs> yes, please. Hit the like button and share. We're about to get into what everybody wants to know. Let's talk about this banking crisis. Let's take it step by step. Another one. Yeah. The latest one, UBS acquires Credit Suisse for 3.2 billion. Mm-hmm. Um so this is interesting. I actually posted this on IG where uh they were actually rivals. Yes. Yes. Number for, 1 and number 2. In yeah, they, they were rivals for a while. It's like bad boy buying death row in 98. Or 97. Yeah. 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 Very comparable. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Credit Swiss fell into some trouble over the last week or two. And um, this weekend, the government forced regulators, um, the government regulators forced the sale, mm-hmm. um, gave them a, a deal that they couldn't refuse. The only deal was, um, there was only one deal. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Uh, <laughs> this is your plan. So, um, it, the company was valued at $8 billion market cap. Um, they, they initial offer was $1 billion. They thought that was extremely disrespectful. Um, the friends at Saudi National Bank, um, which is the largest shareholder, mm-hmm. they yes. said, uh, don't do it. Urged them not to do it. Counted back with a two, two billion franc offer. They said, don't do it. Settled for 3.2 billion. Sold. 1 billion, 2 billion, 3 billion, sold. This happened, I mean, this, sold. How, 24 hours? Uh, yeah. Stock dropped 50%. Um, it's from Friday to Monday and the whole world is once again going crazy. Another bank collapsed. And this time this is a global bank. This is a large institution with global partners, billions of dollars on the books. Okay. How does this, how does this one happen? What's the, what's the deal with this? This is so scary because this reminds me exactly of 2008, but we're acting as if the house isn't on fire. Um, going back to, I'm going to go through the chain of events. When FTX collapse happened, it started to unveil the weakness and frailty of the overall banking system. For everyone in the crypto space and everyone in the Bitcoin space who has been railing and saying, hey, uh, we need another currency to offset any potential losses or massive inflation. This is a prime example of why. Um this is well, Credit Suisse has been a terrible company since the last recession. So the last time they had a high was in April of 2007. It was at $79.29. It's literally been falling apart ever since then. In 2010, it got to a high of $59.66. Going back to the Slack thing, if Salesforce paid $27 billion for Slack, a piece of software, and Credit Suisse is only worth three. Listen, if these banks internationally fell apart, 
then regionally we're having issues. You guys see that all the regional directors and regional CEOs want to go meet Warren Buffett. Warren is back to doing his JP, James Pierpont Morgan thing of bailing out the regional banks. We'll talk about that later. But if we're having solvency issues, liquidity issues, we told you guys six months ago that you can't even take a certain amount of money out anymore mm-hmm. out of the bank. You have to order the money. There is a big systemic issue with our banks. And for them to say all of a sudden, hey, we're going to have to change legislation with the FDIC, where if you have more than $250,000 <laughs> in, we're going to just shore up that money no matter what. I don't know where the money is, but it's not in the banks. Yo, it, it not, it, it's, that, that's the part like we got to really talk about. And I saw somebody pull, they put up the most like, like simple form meme. And it was like, think about the process it takes for a retail, just like a retail person, like the everyday person yes. to go to the bank and get a credit card. Like think about all you have to go through just to get approved for a credit card. And think about the process that these regulators for these banks have to when they're making investments in like bonds and things like that. Yes. Like there's, if you just look at the investment a lot of the times, and that's what we were talking about last week, it was like, who was approving this? Like what, what is the checks and balances when making these, when the banks are making these investments? You don't need one when you know you're going to get bailed out. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. Right? Like if there was, if we had a checklist for things that even if we wanted to get a home, like a loan from the bank, the, the amount of things that the average person has to go through. Yes. And a lot of times we don't even get approved. Right. If that type of stipulation was put in, into the banks themselves, would we even be in the situation? Like, yeah. and, and you, you said the word bailout, but they're not using the word bailout, right? Like the, the word that they're using is a commercial solution, right? So the government <laughs> says, look, this is the solution. You need to take this because there is no leave. You are going to take this. What are you supposed to do? Well, you know what's so crazy is- You got to take it. Well, first off, everybody hit the like button and share. This is live, guys. Yes. Um, I was talking to some people over the weekend uh, and I realized that people um, are very disturbed when Market Mondays is not live. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. Tell us why. Information is always live. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure why. They're they're very sticklers. So here's my thing. I'm I'm okay. I'm fine. Well, that doesn't prove that it's not I'm just saying. This is 839. 839. 839. First day of spring. Yeah, and um, uh, somebody just said a commercial solution in the chat. Shout out to Juan. Well, my thing is that I, I'm not opposed to it being live a lot, but we gotta. Have, if it's more viewers on the pre-recorded than the live, then what? It allows for a better broadcast. So media trainer, let's get the viewership up. Let's push this bad boy up to seven thousand, and maybe we can have a string of live videos. So live here we hit go. the like button and share. And we can see what we can do now. Real back- leaders of the financial movement wouldn't have to manipulate the audience for shot. <laughs> crowd manipulation, <laughs> uh, crowd participation. Wording is very important. So let's 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 commercial solution. That's right. where we left off at. A lot of people have been asking about Ally, and this is this is this is a, a legitimate question because we have championed them. Um, so it 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 is something that we should talk about. Yes. And I actually spoke to some of the people at Ally during South by Southwest, and I asked them. I said, well. Our people are concerned. And this is what they told me. They said that we're in good financial standing. We won't fall to this issue, variety of different reasons. They said that we're not a brick and mortar bank. Mm-hmm. So we don't have the same level of expenses 
um, that, and that was a legitimate thing. They said, we don't take the same risk that a lot of banks take as far That's as the true. investment. Mm-hmm. And that, that seemed like a legitimate thing. So but monitor the situation. They told me that, and they gave me detailed reasons why. <coughs> they don't- well, One of which will say Warren Buffett has been investing heavily in Ally, quietly for like the last two or three years. That is a sign of confidence for sure. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> so give it that uh, But yeah. For everything you need. <laughs> <laughs> We're all better off with an ally. We're all better off with an ally. <laughs> but another thing about this bank bailout situation is that I was watching something and they were saying that 6,000 people, that's all, that's all it takes to get people, 6,000 people on the, on the viewership. Shout now, out to all you. Now let's okay, get it up to seven. So let's do the Kevin Samuels and just stop talking. Let's try that. Freeze. Let's try. Everyone freeze. Let's Ian, try. don't move. Let's try that. Stop breathing. Let's try that trick. See how that works. <laughs> We're not asking for super chats. All we ask is for likes. Um, so the 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 bailout thing, and somebody said, like, um, you know, bailout got such a bad stigma that they stopped using the term bailout and they start using other words, they start playing around with words. Like what yeah. you say that they were using now? Commercial solutions. Commercial solutions. So, like, ladies, it's the same thing when guys be like, hey, uh, baby, I ain't cheating. We in a polygamous relationship, the same thing. A swindle <laughs> is a swindle call by any name. Uh, cap <laughs> or corn. Um, so, so, you know, I, I was watching this documentary about, um, you know, how to control the masses. And one thing that was interesting is that they said that the word propaganda technically is not a bad word, but after Hitler's regime, you know, Hitler had a whole propaganda campaign. So they didn't want to use that. Like when the people, Sigmund Freud's nephew is the father of yep. all manipulation propaganda. when it propaganda. PR, so, but so every up. So when he started his campaign in America, he said, okay, we can't use the word propaganda because it has such a bad stigma. This is how they created public relations. Mm -hmm. So what we know is PR today was a spin just because they didn't want to use, but it's really propaganda. But he said public relations is a much better way to to put it. And this is something that the people will actually be interested in because you're naming it public relations. I say that to say this happens a variety of different times where something is just reworded. It's the same exact packaging. It's just Mm -hmm. reworded. And now it becomes appealing to the public. So you as an intelligent person, be aware of things that are reworded in different packaging, but the same exact product because it is not changing. It's yes. the, only the name and what they call it is changing. And that's done intentionally mm-hmm. for a variety of different reasons, but mainly to have public support. Right. Can I give an example real quick? Yes. Systemic risk. Everyone put this in chat. Systemic risk means we F the money up. So if you hear a bank say we are currently at systemic risk or volatility levels have hit all-time highs, that means they have destroyed the company and effed up the bank. And they're trying to figure out a solution to get more money here to offset the losses. It's like the word insolvent. We broke, bro. Broke. We don't. We broke, bro. We don't have it. Bro, I ain't got it. We don't have it, bro. That's insolvent. We don't have it. I know we said we had it. We don't. Yeah. We're insolvent. Ran off on a plug. Twice. <laughs> I don't want to plug twice. Um, Are we going to go through the same crash for the same reason? <laughs> and this it keeps is unbelievable. Happening. And it keeps happening. Yeah. So, but if, if they don't have this commercial solution or, like we know, as a bailout, what happens to the economy? First in Switzerland, but then on a global scale, it, it, it falls apart. 
The truth is they, okay. So in 99 through 2001, really 98 through 2002, the same thing happened. They overfunded tech ideas that were not amazing. So you can swap out pets.com for Rivian Motors, Lucian Motors or whoever you want to in this era. There was overfunding in the tech space because money was flowing easily. That caused the market to crash. And then we had like a low period for four to five years where things are not going well. Technically, since 2019, without all of this extra money supply being thrown out and ruining and quantitative easing, having to be forced back in to keep the market afloat. Like we're throwing all this money in to be like at break even or slightly above. Traders, this is like if you blow up a $100,000 account and you go borrow $700,000 to offset that $100,000 loss, but at scale. This is the same problem from before. The truth is we need to let some of these companies catch on fire, burn, and then have new legislation in place and new rules. And, and I'll talk about it later tonight, but we need to fund more women-based companies and more companies that actually provide real solutions opposed to just going through all, all these angel competitions that are just slushing money around endlessly that keep propagating the same issue. Like we are literally going through the same thing from 2007 to 2008 and calling it something else and acting like we're not going through the same issues as before. It's heartbreaking. Yo, this, this, so this is, I want to give like context to this because when I read this, I'm like, oh, wow. All right, so this is by the numbers. So UBS is buying Credit Suisse for roughly negative 14 billion, yes. right? It's paying the 3.2 billion to Credit Suisse shareholders, but only because Swiss regulators are wiping out 17.2 billion of the bank's liabilities, leaving those bondholders with nothing. Yes. Happened in 2008. Look at this. <laughs> they like okay from even the if you go the ticker is TOT, so you guys can go look. The bond market, the 20 year bond was at 179.70. The bond market is at 105. Last year it got to a low of 91 bucks. They destroyed the bond market, which is like the slowest and safest investment that you can have. How do you destroy the bond market and equities and real estate? <laughs> and crypto at the same time as soon as we get into it. You think that just happened accidentally overnight? By No, by happenstance, no. We need, this is the time I'm gonna agree with Kramer. They are nuts, they know nothing. We need full change. We need a full regime change from top to bottom. Um, This is unbelievable, man. Shout out to JP Morgan and Goldman and everybody. <laughs> Y'all gotta make some changes though. 6,300 people. We're making progress. Uh -oh. Hey, let's put the mics up. away. Let's see. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's an uphill battle. Hit the like button and share. Okay. First Republic Bank. Let's talk about some, some First domestic Republic banks. First Republic Bank falls um, to its all-time low. Yes. Right now. So is this a good time to buy it? Or will this be the next the next contestant? <laughs> Ian, can I give you some, can I get some will context? This, will this be the yes, next please. contestant over the boat? To be thrown over the boat? I'm going to reference what we talked about last week about <laughs> probability. I'm going to just give context here. So the bank, right? First Republic Bank has tumbled 90% over the past month. 90%. 80% since March 8th. Buy the dip. <laughs> These thoughts are Rashad Bilal's <laughs> only. <laughs> well, we, we just spoke about money being insured. And when there's regional banks and we see it at SVB, uh, and we, we, we saw what happened there, people start going to get their money. Now, mm -hmm. this statistic is very important. 
68% of the money, the deposits that deposits that are in First Republic were uninsured. 68%. Mm. When people, right? Can you tell us what that means? So that means after $250,000, right? Right. That, that is guaranteed to you by the bank. If something happens to the bank, you're guaranteed that. Anything over that limit, loss. Come on, we don't have it. Yes. We don't have it. And so if 70% of the money that's inside of these banks is not insured, well, if I see regional banks going down because of liquidity issues, then the first thing that I'm thinking as a customer is, okay, I need to take my money out. Mm-hmm. I have to go get my money as fast as possible. Now, what that does for regional banks, it tanks to regional banks. But yes. The inverse of that is what does it do to the major banks? What does it do to Wells Fargo? What does it do to Bank of America? What does it do to Chase? More money gets put into those banks. And so if we're Wells thinking Fargo about- should be going under, though. I'm going to go on the record. But everyone else should be safe. But Wells Fargo is, I don't Bank- know how it's still alive. So last week, just last week alone, based on what was happening with regional banks, just for more context, Bank of America received $15 billion in, in deposits last week mm-hmm. alone. Just Bank of America. So, all right. So for these regional banks, what you're saying essentially is that uh, when, as long as there's more money coming in than going out, it's okay. But as soon as it reverses and there's more money that is going out than is going in, everything falls apart. Potentially. That's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Listen, we can, we can dress it up and call it anything else. And listen, the people are not stupid. Like when you have a feeling that something isn't right and we haven't all been able to put our finger on it, but it's like, how is everything falling apart? And then the banks are worried. I've never in a recession or dramatic pullback like this, seen so many bank executives also be quiet. They also have a rolled out Warren Buffett to say that the American economy is stronger than ever. This is when you know the economy is good. He's going to be on with Becky Quick. Shout out to Becky on CNBC. He's going to have a little Coca-Cola <laughs> cup and he's going to say, no, the American economy is stronger than ever. Me and Charlie have been sitting around discussing if you hold the S&P for 80 years, everything. He hasn't said a fucking word yet. That's yeah. how you know it is. And they're coming to him and they flew to Omaha, I think 20 banks. And they're working out a deal right 11. now. 11. That's where I was going next, Ian, because this is the interesting part, right? When we see these regional banks going down, who do you think is making the call to come help them out? The big boys, right? And so as withdrawals slow down, there was a consortium of 11 banks, including JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America. They all banded together to announce a $30 billion deposit into First Republic. We have to stabilize them and keep them alive because we we can't have people talking like this guy. (laughs) We don't want anybody talking like this guy. And so they're putting money into those banks, into the bank to say, all right, let's stabilize it. Let's keep it afloat. And when we kept saying, hey, these artists are selling their rights to their catalog for a reason. This is no different than Sony buying up all the small labels or when Def Jam was partnering with Rockefeller and Murder Inc. and Rough Riders back in the day. It's the same process. Please write this in chat. Consolidate Mass consolidation is a way to form a quiet monopoly. So now if I'm a bank and you come to me and say, hey, your bank's going to go out of business. I'm going to give you some capital. Am I giving you that capital for free or now do I have a vested interest in your business and now either own parts of your business or you have to pay me a dividend for a certain period of time? This is the easiest way for the too big to fail banks to become even bigger. That's why I always say, if it's not in the top three, don't touch it. Anything else can have risk because you're not just worried about when things are good. 
you have to focus your portfolio. What do you do when it's hell on earth? Who will survive? In a banking space, it's always going to be JP Morgan, it's going to be Goldman, mm-hmm. Morgan Stanley, BlackRock, Blackstone. And then Bank of America is like, is like B tier, like it's like Austin Reeves on the Lakers right now, cooking, but <laughs> still, still not Braun. <laughs> like I love Brian Moynihan, big fan, but Bank of America is not like a is not the big player in that space. And even if you look since the recession of 2008, they went from 253 to a high of 49 bucks. They're currently at 27. Great if you invested from 2008, but if you've invested in 2020 at around like 19 bucks, you haven't seen that much gain. Safe, but they're not the biggest player in that space. Consolidation, mass consolidation is the easiest way to build a quiet monopoly. I got a question for both of you, maybe. You can like some insight. So there's been some talks about the FDIC raising that that uh, insured amount from 250 to a different number. I know some numbers have been going out a million dollars, two million. <laughs> what what is the number? How long do you think that will take to happen? And is it a feasible thing? Because prior to 2008, I didn't even have to do the knowledge on this. Prior to 2008, it was only a hundred thousand. It was a hundred grand. A hundred thousand. And so after that, obviously the the financial crisis of 2008 it was raised to 250. Now we're seeing regional banks, what's happening right now. Do you think that there will be an increase in the amount of money that is insured from the FDIC? I think it'll be an increase for a variety of different reasons. Um, inflation mm-hmm. um, will play a factor. And then, yeah, as far as, you know, having some level of more security um, for the public, once again, you got to be able to secure the public. So that should happen, probably. Um, just, I guess it's just a matter of how much Funk master flex voice lies. They worshiped him. Yeah. <laughs> is it feasible? No, it's not feasible, but will they raise the limit? Yes. I'm gonna talk to the ladies real quick. Ladies, you know, when we mess up and we get to cheat and then we're like, baby, I do whatever you tell me to do. Right. Y'all make the long list of what you need us to do. Troy's never been there. Cause he, he's smart. Me and black, men, stupid. black men don't cheat. Right. Boys <laughs> do at times. And I was a boy once in my life. Right. And then we'll tell you whatever you want to hear. This is what the banks are doing. So at one point, and maybe three or four years, they're going to say, hey, we're unsure you up to a million dollars. How do you insure a million dollar account if you don't have $10 million in a local branch? I don't know what the, listen, when I go to JP Morgan, these are just thoughts on other banks. I'm telling you right now, I'm caping. But if the money is not there, how are they going to insure this many people? Well, the good thing is that you Impulse can always, the, the good thing is that um, you can always print money, right? Um, Which is a mistake, though. Yeah, but I mean, so it's not it's not it's not a a, a, a resource that there's a, a finite amount of. It's not like you're saying gold. OK, we have to have gold bars to make sure that, you know, we have enough that's gone, too. But I'm just saying so it's not it's not really an issue um, for them to print more money in the mm-hmm. short term. Now, that that causes issues with the economy. That's a different story. But if worse comes to worse, they just print the more. They just print more money. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to have to say it. Americans need to find ways to open up international bank accounts for safety reasons. Cut his mic off. What did you say? Swiss account? What? I didn't say Swiss. Cut his mic off. But if if your bank has global branches, it would be, be very wise of you to have international exposure the same way you would. You want international exposure to other stocks. You need that in banking as well. That's why I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, call and ask what the financial solvency score is. Now, shout out to you, those who did this. This is the interesting part. There's two people who sent me the recordings. 
And they said, I cannot give you that information right now or later. These, these are big brands. This isn't like, you know, your homeboys, People's Republic Bank, right? With 22, these are big banks. Things are a lot more serious than what they're telling. And I don't want to be the face of doom and gloom. Um, but and also shout out to one of our guys. I can't, I don't think, I'm not sure if he wants me to say it. So I'm not going to say his name, but he was one of the last people that got the, um, the gold visa from Portugal. That's a homework you know, assignment. They, they was offering them gold yes. visas. Yeah. If, if, homework if, assignment. If, if, if you know, you know. But um, <laughs> in itself. So a lot of, you know, but that's been happening for a long time. Where wealthy people have been getting um, citizenship in very random places um, <sighs> in different parts of, of the Caribbean. And um, you think Drake is over there every day with Lil Yachty gambling just because he don't like being in Toronto or L.A. no more? He don't even talk about Calabasas. Kim and Kanye broke up. That's not by accident. These views are just that of Ian Dunlap and the Red Panda Rebellion. Have no reflection on the thoughts of Ian. Well, you, you know, when we, was, when we was, I don't even know if you remember this, but when we was teaching the kids in the classroom, one of the lessons that I did was um, about American citizens. I was actually giving these kids very high level education about Americans just, um, denouncing their citizenship. Yeah. You know, every year, hundreds, uh, I don't want to misquote, thousands of Americans denounce yeah. their citizenship every year. And, um, Nobody talks about that. The reason why they why they're giving up their citizenship most of the time is for tax. Purposes. I was gonna say this is a tax lesson. Um, and yeah, and yeah that, that was during the tax lesson that we was giving the kids. Um, so yeah, I got some letters. Don't do the Akeem and denounce your throne from Lisa, but you you may want to look at an investment property in the other country, and it's part well, one of the main reasons I. We are to... fastly approaching seven thousand. Oh, look at that. Just, oh, Bro, what's my name? Asking you shall, Asking you how, and you shall receive. It's That's happening. Seven thousand people. Shout out to all y'all on the check in. Let's give them. Bro, what one... you call me? Cash App Charlie. What's my nickname? Uh, cash. Uh, Captain. Captain. <laughs> Captain. Captain. Cash App. Captain. Cash App. Boy, only for the audience. So I know. I, I, let's talk about a few. Let's talk about a few. I know Ian has a presentation, but let's talk about something. It will. It, so will this be the. the the year of the bailout. Will this be known as the year of the bailout? Or the year of commercial solutions? Which one it's, is it, Ian? Troy, I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> the year of the... Listen, the Fed right now is uh, finesse two times for real. It's cool when they do it. They <laughs> change the name on them <laughs> and act like it's not a bailout at scale, but then say they didn't have any more money for the citizens. And has Flint gotten clean water yet? I don't Work know. in progress. Not sure. Not sure. Yes. The year of uh, commercial solutions. This is scary. 400 foot locker locations have been clo are closing. By 2026. Yeah. Inside of malls. So we got to be very specific. Yeah. Foot locker, they, they, they were done once Nike stopped, right? Nike yeah. doesn't have the shoes in Foot Locker anymore. They still have them. They were they're pulling back. They're pulling back thirty percent of the of the, the, of the, the inventory. inventory. Yeah, on Foot Locker. Yeah, it's tough because I mean they're just a retail that just supplies, provides other retail uh, stores uh, uh, equipment, right? So like they don't have a shoe, they don't have their own clothing, they just stock what other brands. T-shirts in there. The full, those is those is bad though. Those are like Not laffy great. taffy. The Laffy Tappy <laughs> day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah, it was I mean, a good pre-internet model. 
the thing is that, and again, this is a, another pandemic issue, right? Nike was one of, it, I mean, how many retail stores do they have? Not many, but they, they make a killing digitally, right? So the, the, the Nike app, I told you every Saturday, every, any day that they put out release, it's, it's almost guaranteed that the item is going to sell out. Mm-hmm. Their merchandise gets sold online. They don't really need a brick and mortar store to be a successful business. And so why pay another brand or another company to put their merchandise inside of it when they get to sell it online, right? And you see Adidas doing the same thing. They have their own flagship stores. And so if you take all these brands, start saying, hey, we're just going to have our own flagship stores and you're the store that used to supply all of them at the same place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you almost kind of become irrelevant, right? Like we saw East Bay was one of the brands that was under them and East Bay doesn't exist anymore, right? So they have a few other brands under them, Champs and, and um, not Champs, Rest but Finish they, these these are brands that are underneath them, and they, they're designed to sell different types of merchandise into different demographics, like for young teens and for you know specifically for women. I know they had a store, but if everybody's moving online, and if you have competition from stores like Lululemon, and, yeah, yeah Lululemon, as far as the apparel, I mean, it's going to be a tough proposition. Another thing, and I think it's smart that they look. We're not going inside the malls. We we spoke yeah. about malls as far as commercial real estate. Like it's a it's almost it's a dead business. People are not going inside the malls at the same rate. I don't see it happening in the future. You shouldn't have why have your store inside there? You're paying the lease and you're not making money. So what's the point? Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. Uh, um we gotta put we're gonna put them on a foot, DOA segment. Foot Locker's native um apparel that they sell is like it's the equivalent of shopping at Walmart. Nothing yeah. wrong with shopping at Walmart. No, it's nothing wrong with it, it's just the equivalent of it. We know some dudes yeah. using shop at Walmart. Yeah. Um, I remember when Champion used to be in Walmart about a decade ago. Wait, no, I, I never shot no, at Walmart. Yeah, I wasn't, but yeah. respects to anybody that does. But I'm Shout just out saying, to everybody. Foot Locker is the equivalent of Walmart. So I'm saying that to say that's not something that's sustainable just using their own merchandise. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's not a yeah. good business model to rely heavily on other brands because in case when Nike decides to pull 30% of their merchandise from your stores, you're screwed. Yeah, Um, that's gonna be, you're gonna take a hit. Yeah, shout out to YouTube, 7,000 people, mission accomplished. Yeah. Mission accomplished, 7,000, we got a treat for you guys. So um, let's get this bad boy. Cash app coming through. Yes, let's get this bad boy up to 7,500. Can we, I mean, we didn't say it, but we could, that's, maybe we can put this under the, the easy effect, right? Kanye? Yeah, if you think about what people are buying at from Adidas inside of these stores. Nobody buys from the store. Nobody buys from stores, period, anyway. Nah, people still line up outside. And they sitting on a lot of inventory. Those are well. specialty stores, though. Yeah, but those so, are like those sneakers. So like the House of Hoops and things like, like yeah, that. Yeah, like those yeah, stores yeah. on people Melrose. Go. People don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, really quick, can we name the liabilities that Foot Locker may have real quick to give like a fundamental analysis? So like employee cost structures is locked in. They're probably paying what twenty five thousand to fifty thousand per month in rent. Um, yep. Clothing line is a liability. The employees, the brick and mortar rent that you're paying. Inventory influx. The yes. inventory influx, the seasonal fluctuation. Nature. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you you go crazy during during the winter, and then it cools off for other months. Or if yeah. you don't have, like, we just had a winter where we didn't need certain inventory, like how many pairs of boots were you wearing this winter? How many coats were you wearing? I mean, it was a mild winter. And so then again, now you have a mass inventory that you didn't move. 
32 in New York is a mild winter because y'all kept saying that when I was there. And I was 32 was all right. We can live with 32. We can, as long as it's like no, no snow, and, snowstorms. And here's 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 another thing in business. You either what I what I realized in business, this is this is a gym. You either want to be low, low end or high end. High end, yes. No the middle end that. gets screwed. So yes. low end, like this is Target, this is Walmart. You make Dollar a lot general. of money. You make a lot of money on the low end. And this is why, like, people, I think even Kim Kardashian at one point put a clothes in like Target, one of these low-end stores. These these people make a lot of money. And then the high end, like Rolex and like Louis, Chanel bags and Brioni. Louis Vuitton, they're like kind of recession proof. And they they still make money in any type of economic environment because the rich get richer when the poor get poor. It's the middle section that, that's a bad business model. This is why all of these middle brands go out of business, like a Models, like a Foot Locker, yeah. like uh, uh, Applebee's is struggling. Like it's these middle brands that that are struggling. Do Applebee's in there? Like saying. people don't even go to Cheesecake anymore. Nah. Remember um, what, what was crazy? That? Outback Red Steakhouse. Lobster. Remember Outback Steakhouse? Yeah, I haven't seen them. Exactly. Shout out to the coconut shrimp. But McDonald's is still here. <laughs> That's a fact. Like you know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah. yeah nah. McDonald's is still here. So it's and they're like, going nowhere. So when you when you're thinking of making your business, yeah, low end or high end, yeah. think about that, and then also think about having a product that's a actually a necessity, like that you really need, because that's mm -hmm. another way to kind of survive hard times yes. where you you need something so you really can't go without it. Um, or so, hypermodels good like McDonald's. They sell a low end product, but the high end asset in the business is really the real estate that they own. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, and that's Apple, again the reason why you wouldn't be inside of a mall. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. It's tough. We're, we're going through a cataclysmic change in real time, um, and it's really an extension. I mean, if, I I want to go look at a chart one day. Maybe we can do it next week. But if we take our quantitative easing from 2008 and kudos to Obama through now, did we lose two decades from 2000 to 2020? Like, that's scary to think about. Like, technically, without quantitative easing, we would have been, like, flat or, like, slightly above break even. But then they want to say, well, Black people were on the market in the house. Oh, y'all were on the market. Yeah. Black Blame people didn't put, put them loans through it's to true. let people in Miami get 14 houses. The Wild Wild West days. Well, Matt did. <laughs> MLS. Matt, I'm just playing. <laughs> MLS. He's just Joe's written by 85 South. <laughs> MLS <laughs> number 79. <laughs> why you throwing them out there? <laughs> These are just Shout jokes, out. man. I love you. Shout out to MG, man. A lot was learned on those times. You know what, Ian? But you're right. It's a unique time. But I think the most important thing is that Awareness is at a premium, right? And that's why people are here. And that's why they, they, they tune in the market Mondays. Yeah. Because you can't say that you didn't know. You can't say that you weren't made aware. What you choose to do with the information now or how you choose to execute or implement it will be up to you. But the fact that it's like, because some people might say in 2008, man, they, they, they knew what was happening, but they didn't understand it. Yeah. I think every week we're coming here, every time something happens, we're giving a pretty good explanation of what's happening. And yeah. so that, you know, we, we can make educated decisions now. And I, I, I was, I, I didn't say that Outback was completely gone. I'm just saying. I haven't seen them. The, the buzz has died down, ladies and gentlemen. Decline. Like, cause Outbacks used to be lit and they used to have the blooming Onion 
And the it, coconut shrimp was legit, yeah, is elite, bro. At least the one near us closed. So I'm assuming a lot of uh, a lot of them have closed. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Outback enthusiasts in the comments, so I don't want to offend Shout anybody. Last time I heard Al Nicki Minaj was talking about Outback. Last I, time I heard I'm just it. saying, when's the last time you really went to Outback? So let's you, just be honest. You, who's, took, who's taking that girl to Outback? If you take your girlfriend to Outback. Stop TV timeout. There's a guy willing to take her somewhere else. No, <laughs> here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my relationship back before we go into presentation. No, I'm not. I'm not. This is how Adam Silver feel with Kyrie. Hold on. Now. I'm saying because it, it's like you're trying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the Outback play is a try. Like you're trying. Like I'd rather, yo, let's just go to Chipotle and just get something to eat. You know what I mean? Because because we're hungry, like because we're hungry. It's less of a date. No, because we're hungry. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not going to Outbacks, like getting a two for one. Like you're like because now you're trying. You know, like you order whatever you want. Type. <laughs> like if we're going through that, I'd rather just do the Chipotle play. What if it's a treat though? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yo, you can order whatever you want. These are just jokes. <sighs> How about back to the investment? How about uh, culturally, we get one restaurant that we really believe in. We grow that, we all invest into it, we take it to Darden, and then we flip it. I know 7,000 people in here. I think we can have some influence in the land. Yeah, I think we, yeah, I think we got you know. Brooklyn Chop House. Back, support that. Shout out to the bro, Don Poo. We might be involved in something. You never know. Never know. Who knows? Don Poo, my guy. All right, let's get into this. We haven't done this in a very long time. A treat. Everybody has, this was a favorite um, when, we, when we did do it. So Ian, I believe you have a presentation. Yes, it's been a long time. Uh, let me share a screen. Uh, yeah, you got the privilege, man. You're the host. And Outbacks, if you are willing to sponsor, <laughs> I, I may. We only do partnerships. <laughs> I may be able to, you know, we create, can, create some content. Revive this thing. <laughs> I can help revive your brand. He won't mention no other restaurants going forward. You see what I did to STK? That's funny. Can, can you guys see my screen? Yes or no? See yes, sir. No. Yes, sir. We see it. All right, but. All right, let me share and present. I'm rusty, boy. All right, here we go. You guys can see screen? Yeah, we can yeah. see it. All right, perfect. So I just wanted to highlight, um, I know I haven't done this in a while, but I'm happy to be back doing these. And of course, Trevor Shot, I want you to chime in so we can make this interactive. But the biggest lesson I want you guys to take from this banking situation and tech situation is that there is an opportunity in every crisis. So Rahm Emanuel, go Google who he is. He has a famous quote is that you should not let any opportunity go to waste when we are in the face of a crisis. These banks, JP Morgan, sadly enough, Wells Fargo, they're going to take advantage of these regional banks. JP is going to do a good job of helping and deploying capital to help keep them afloat. But in every recession, you're going to see certain companies get larger as a result. And as an investor and shareholder, your profit can go up as a result. Um, so that's the main thing that I want you to be focused on there for my business owner please remember this and Rashad touched on this uh with price and structure but in your business you have to begin by being different everyone put in chat begin by being different the truth is a lot of these banks and tech companies are going uh, under because they are remixes and remakes of an original product that they are just copying said before slack is just an accelerated version of AOL instant messenger from back in the day i'm glad that they were able to get the money from uh crm Salesforce, but there is not much innovation that we've seen in the last maybe 15 or 20 years in the tech space. And it's part of the reason why these companies are falling apart. This is the biggest lesson that I need you to write down. And please put this in chat. Study every recession. 
in history, there have been 47 of them. If you know why certain banks are going to fall apart, the cyclical reasons of doing so, how the Federal Reserve is tied to it, kudos to Powell and Bernanke and everyone who's ever ran the Fed and all the individual branches. But if you know why recessions happen, it allows you to be a seasoned investor to see it ahead of time and then to be able to take advantage of them. And in the comments, can you tell me, does this remind you a lot of 2007 and 2008? But instead of the housing market being the cause, it was tech and then the commercial side tied in together. So if I can do one thing to help you, just go to Wikipedia and go look at every recession and study why they occurred. And most importantly, the number one tool in your trading and management portfolio of your investment uh, portfolio is your risk reward. You have to wait till the reward outweighs the risk before you put together any capital deployment in any business. So right now, or let's say in 2020 and 2022, the market was too high for you to put a lot of money in. So if you had $100,000 that you wanted to put into the market, it was not the best time to do so. Maybe next year or parts of this year that will give you a lot more chance to be able to do so. But when the market is at the top and going back to what Rashad said, you can either have a business that says a product for a low price or a high price. The middle gets destroyed. Shout to my snipers. You guys know this. Like if you buy at the wrong time in the middle, it can destroy your profitability when you trade. The same thing is true of when buying in the business. You want to wait till things are at an extreme low and buy or short them when they are at an extreme high. And it's another key lesson for my business owners as you're going into a recession, which is the best time to build a business. Never build a brand without receiving equity. Outback, if you want to come partner, don't sponsor, let us partner with, right? 33 and a third to be fair. But the moment the brand becomes successful, if you do not have equity in that brand, the brand will act as if you had nothing to do with it. Please be careful. And kudos to the GOAT himself, uh, Michael Jordan has sold the Charlotte Hornets franchise. The franchise is currently worth $1.77 billion after paying $180 million for the franchise's first billionaire basketball player. But this is really interesting. Look who he sold it to. But I want to tell you some lessons really quick from it. Number one, look how long he held the investment. How, put in chat, how long did Michael Jordan own or co-own the Charlotte Hornets? Number two, when you're exiting a an investment. You either want a 5x return, which is 500%, or a 10x return, 1000% when you're looking to exit. So you need to have a predetermined exit before you decide to sell because sometimes that you you may start to get too emotional or you may overweight the business more than it's worth and you may miss your opportunity to then sell. In this case, he was able to get a 944% return, which is right in between that 500 and 1000% marker. But this is really fascinating. Who did Michael Jordan sell to? A group led by Gabe Plotkin. I'm sure some of you are like, who the hell is Gabe Plotkin? I never heard of him. Gabe is a hedge fund manager and former chief investment officer of Melvin Capital. If you don't recognize him, uh, Melvin Capital and Gabe were tied into the GameStop and Robinhood debacle. And I told Stock Club earlier, isn't it ironic? And Jordan had sold a minority stake to Gabe beforehand. So this deal happened works and it works for a while. But I would not be surprised if this group led by Gabe used some of that fame, 
even though he was vilified to help increase his profile because most people who end up end up owning the team are not doing so just because of the financial incentives in owning the team. They're usually doing so to raise their profile to be able to get into the room to own other businesses. So after the Robin Hood GameStop debacle and then everything fell apart, he then took that risk off the table. This is why it's really important to be invested in a whole bunch of different areas. Now he's going to co-own this team, have a higher profile than ever. And if he builds another hedge fund while the market is going down based around crypto, with this profile and him sitting courtside, do you not think that his business will be more profitable than ever? That's why I always tell you there's a game inside of a game. Shout out to the brother Slim Thug. For everyone who's buying a bunch of uh, fancy things, please go check out his post that he did this past weekend. But stop spending money on jewelry, clothes, designer for the next two or three years. It's not worth it. That money will be better deployed into the market long-term in the interim. And this is a scary stat when I saw it. Economists said that they found 166 banks that are prone to a similar risk as Silicon Valley. So hypothetically, let's say 50% of these banks are going through the same issue as SVB. Would that weaken or strengthen our economy in America and will that lead us to having a probability of having a depression or aggressive recession? Put yes or no in chat. Things are getting incredibly scary. Um, as a result, and once again, there's a couple of narratives that are going to be pushed. The Black and Latinos caused part of this crash and also millennials are going to get the blame. As a result, millennials have accumulated debt faster than they ever have since the 2008 crisis. So when... The market is falling apart and the job market slows down, hiring freezes, then of course you begin to use credit cards more, but often the people that are put in debt end up being vilified. Please be careful. Uh, one of you asked me, what are my thoughts on Charles Schwab acquiring TD Ameritrade? Consolidation happens during every recession cycle. So this is a financial services company. The financial services companies are only gonna get bigger. And probably by the time we get to retirement, there may be like eight or nine big companies internationally that are only existing. Uh, for those of you who are into gaming, I don't like the ticker, but the ticker is uh, SNY, I believe. Uh, PlayStation 6 announced they will have their 20, their release in 2028. Um, the PlayStation 5 release was not the best. They're adjusting quickly to get ready for this new iteration. So if you're long on Sony, you should probably hold through that 2028 20, cycle. Um, a former employee at Meta uh, reveals that she had to fight for work at the company. This is more demonization of people who got affected. And because Meta didn't do the best job at onboarding people, there were some gaps in opportunity. Now, what I will want to tell you guys here, so this does not happen to you at your job, please catalog every project that you worked on every initiative that you worked on and please have your entire plan if you plan to be with a business for half a decade create an entire product roadmap for what you want to complete while you're there and check it off so this does not happen to you because what's going to end up happening and we saw with elon musk a couple of weeks ago your management or ceos or executives will begin to say that you didn't do enough to keep the company afloat and as a result you weren't being a team player, or if you were of a darker hue, you were difficult to work with, and they're gonna find reasons to let you go. Take initiative on projects, even that you should not be a part of to help mitigate risk. So if they do want to fire you, you have a track record for what you've done, and it's easy for you to get employment else 
where these are some of the games the corporate is going to play during a recession. Uh, Microsoft is reportedly building a crypto wallet for its Edge browser. Edge is still a terrible product. I love Microsoft, but I don't think this will have an impact on the business overall, but it is a move in the right direction for sure. Um, Biden is demanding for TikTok to be sold or the courts uh, could potentially ban it in the United States. They're not going to ban it. They're probably a uh, proposition for it to be American led, but that's going to be really tough to force a Chinese company to spin off a asset that they own and make it American owned, even if it's just a version here. I don't think either one of these will be passed. And quantitative easing is back with $297 billion being added to the Fed's balance sheet. This is debt. And this level of debt is dangerous. Um, and I wish there was an easy solution, but I think we have to start with demanding for better leadership from the top and on the tech and Dow 30 side, begin demanding better companies are put into our stock market. And here's how the banks have uh, performed the first 18 days into March. JP Morgan is down 11. Goldman Sachs is down 12. Morgan Stanley is down 12%. Citibank is down 14%. Um, UBS threw a life raft to Credit Suisse. And then, of course, SIVB and SBNY end up being halted. Um, and Chapter 11 was filed. Please write this down. This is the most important lesson for tonight. Mass consolidation is the fastest path to a non-regulated monopoly. That means sometimes destruction happens inside of a sector. So you are allowed to become bigger. And the two big to fail companies that were developed in 2008 are going to be three times as big by 2030. We talked about this before, and I'll go through these tickers tonight because I want to bring Trevor Rashad back on. But um, 20 banks went to go see Warren Buffett to essentially get his version of a bailout plan tied in with the United States government. This will be his second time doing this. Also, you need to go research why Bear Stearns, Bear Stearns was allowed to go out of business and who they upset, write down these tickers and understand who plays ball with Warren Berkshire and the government to stay alive and those who have a bad history with the government and Warren to see which ones could potentially go out of business. And I need you to write this down and we'll wrap up here. Excessive accumulation of information is making you poor. Overconsumption always leads to disease, less is more. I appreciate you guys supporting the show from day one. I want you guys to write this down. Pick the three sources of information that you're going to learn from. And I know it's really hard, but in a recession, you don't need more information. You need to quadruple down on the execution and make sure that the information that you are being given is giving you an outcome that you want. If the information, even a show, if I'm not making you money, I want you to stop tuning in to Market Mondays and find someone. But if I made you money, can you please put yes in chat? But overconsumption of information is going to be the biggest waste of your time over these next 10 years. And as we go through this half decade cycle of losing a lot of money in the stock market. And I'll leave you with this here. I want Combinator cuts 20% of the staff. I want to tell you guys that one of the sources you need to look at for the next companies that are going to do incredibly well over the next 10 to 15 years in the tech space are Y Combinator and Andreessen Horowitz. I would start with Y Combinator and see which companies that are potentially changing the world. Um, for me personally, I'm looking for a biosciences company that specializes in nanotechnology that is able to cure cancer and or heart disease. 
the era of tech companies that don't provide any real value make our lives worse don't provide a competitive edge they're done chat gpt is just an introduction i think even in the use case of these malls we're going to see a lot of businesses go out of business in the next four or five years and they're going to get replaced with medical care facilities um recovery centers and like advanced cryotherapy centers now, I don't want to tell too much, but in these mixed use spaces, we're going to see a lot of healthcare companies pop up as a result. And the first one that is able to cure cancer or extend life for those who have cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, or chronic heart disease are going to be some of the companies that I'm looking to invest in. And if they get popular enough, look for Apple to acquire them. So I, I know we haven't done a presentation in a while, but I wanted to come and give you guys the best value possible while uh, we were on here tonight. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. And also, please put in chat what was the biggest lesson you learned from this presentation. Stock Club family, I will have it in uh, Kajabi for you guys tomorrow. I appreciate you guys. If I made you money, say hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> shout out to our uh, Y. I'm glad you spoke about Y Combinator. Yes. Uh, shout out to all our Y Combinator grads that have appeared on Earn Your Leisure. We've had a lot of them. Yes. Ruben Harris. Couple. Uh, Austin Woolridge, uh, Players Lounge. Oh, yes. We got a, we got a few, man. We got a few, uh, of, got a few of them. Spoke um, to the head of Y Combinator a few times. Yeah. Yeah. You know the head of Y Combinator? Flex. Well, you, did, did, did you know that the head of Y Combinator is a black man? Yes. That's that. That's more of us need to know that. Yeah. Yes. Well, first, more of us need to know what Y Combinator is. And then, first yeah, one, it's, it's beneficial to know that the, the guy that's actually the head of it currently is, is black. That's 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 encouraging. Um, great presentation. Did a hybrid approach, huh? Yeah, you kind of like talk talk through it. Yeah, I like that. I, I, yeah. I that was, it up. Like that was the, nice, man. I like the hybrid. Thank you. Like yeah. the hybrid. I went mute. That's 166 bangs, like 50 percent. That's that's a dangerous number, man. Bro, our, our entire economy is a penny stock right now. The only thing keeping it together is like the insurance companies. That's the only thing. When I look at every sector, I'm like, how do we mismanage? Well, what's his name? Dolan? Like, at scale, the economy is being managed by Dolan. James Dolan? Yes. Failure. Muerta. <laughs> Some would argue MSG is doing pretty well. Now, the, the Knicks, Knicks, that's different. The Rangers? The Knicks. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're so playoff much. teams. But, but the MSG is doing pretty well. Yes. Uh, we gonna talk about. We got a half an hour left. We gonna talk about. Um, we doing. We doing Listen, Ryan Reynolds, real quick. I'm gonna cut you off. Sold oh, his oh. mobile company to T-Mobile for one point three. One point, billion. yeah, one point three bill. Who we got to call? Can, a, can we get Ryan Reynolds in Toronto? B, can we go get a cellular company? Frickin' Wireless or something? Like Boost Mobile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently Can we call the, the cultural leadership fund and get some co some companies for the culture. What do we like? Man. What, Megan? Megan, please. Are you listening? Pick up the phone tomorrow. <laughs> Pick up the phone. What? What? Which country can we invest in a telecommunications company? Yes, Africa and Mexico. True. Africa's a continent. I just want to. know People are gonna always. They always say that. Like, and it's true. Um. Yes. So we I, I make... want to say the country, but yeah, it's only yeah. if you go to the assets there that the, we gotta the continent we should be looking at. Are we gonna go over stocks? 
Uh, I don't. We don't. Do we have a? We don't have a list for DOA this week. Uh, are we going to talk about um the hip hop CEO situation? Yes. Okay. Got some time. All right. Well, before you do that, let me just. Uh, what well, we were speaking about people that are, uh companies like Nike. Uh, Nike will be reporting tomorrow, so this will be interesting to see how their sales are doing, how they did in the quarter, uh, and what that pullback from retailers like Foot Locker has done for the business. We'll see. Tuesday, tomorrow. So we made a list. Um, you know, a lot of people. Um, well, first and foremost, get your tickets to Market Monday's live world tour. Toronto is sold out. London and Chicago and Ghana get on the waiting list because this has never been done in history. That that's obvious. Um, so let's do this. Let's talk about this. Is these are bank stocks? Yeah. You want to talk about these? Yeah, we can talk about these. Let's talk about the bank stocks. Right, let's let's do, let's do that first. All right. All right. First up, Ian. Here we go. We're gonna do a DOA. DOA. Let's take at least five of these. You wanna do that? Yes. Let's take five. Okay, let, let, let's start with JPM. JPM. Right now, put that in your ticker. We spoke about uh, it earlier. Okay. One of the 11 super banks that is, is helping out with First Republic, uh, JP Morgan Chase and Company. Thoughts? Um, JP Morgan will be safe. I don't like it. Um, if you're at JP Morgan currently, kudos to the team. If you report to Jamie Dimon, just go watch football or something like that, or 90 Day Fiance. I don't like the stock right now at $127.14 until it gets to maybe $88.34. I wouldn't touch it a dollar higher than that. But um, JP Morgan is like one of the four, you know, when you talk about the, the stool analogy, like to give you stability, yeah. JP Morgan is probably the most important peg on that stool um, in the banking sector. So if they ever go under, it'll be hell on earth for everyone else. But I don't like it at this price. I don't, I don't like it until it gets about 86 or 87. They, but they, they are they are alive. They've they've all taken a, a a hit over the past month. Uh about where, where were they trading about a month ago? It looks like over 145. They're down over 127 right now. Obviously, with everything is happening, the mistrust of banks. Yeah. Uh so they're one one you're right. I, I'm with October you of last year. Yeah. If 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 something negative happens here to JP, um it's over. Run for cover. Run for cover. All right, let's go to the next one. GS is the ticker. Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. JP Morgan's too big to fail. That, that is too big. Absolutely. Yeah. The biggest yeah. bank in the world. You can't, yeah. can't fail. With one of their best executives ever. Uh, Goldman is, is, is probably number two in that list of importance. Uh, Goldman, I do like. A lot more stable. Uh, amazing, amazing trading division. I do like the stock around 283. Uh, Goldman Sachs is alive and well. And they have a one of the best group of traders of all time. I think their 10-year win ratio is like 89%. Um, so yeah, Goldman, Goldman is doing great. It was at 47 bucks in 2008. It's at 309 now for a bank stock. That's like incredible growth. That's, so yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. You got all, these are the heavy hitters. All right, let, let's move right down the line. MS, Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley. So we're, we're talking about when we were saying like that juggernaut of 11 banks, mm -hmm. these are probably the top three. So we got Morgan Stanley up next. What we got? Um, I like Morgan. Morgan's like Giannis. It's not Jordan level, but um, incredible growth here. I like it around $67.29. Um, it was at 109 back in 2022. Not bad. It's going to come down some, but Morgan, Morgan is definitely safe. Morgan is alive. Morgan Stanley. 
this next one is a little bit tricky. And I remember Jamal, shout out to Jamal, used to talk to me about this one. C is the ticker, Citigroup. If you look at their two-year chart, Ian, we're talking about over, I think at $80, they are now down at 45. Um, kudos, Citigroup. kudos to Art. So Art is the person who, I've told the story before, he's the one that got adjusted for stock splits. I think he got in at like 99 cent in a dollar one um, in the last crash. Ever since 2013, they've been flat in between like $35 and $79. I'm not going to say that they're dead, um, but you need to get your butterscotch candy and go pay your respects to City. Um, I know this is going to be a controversial take. Listen, the high of 591 adjusted. Their, their last all-time high was in 2000. Nelly had the Band-Aid on his face. This is true. Andale, andale, mommy, Ia, no. No, <laughs> it's over with. City, I don't know. And the crazy part for my technicians, if you go look from 1990, and they had an incredible breakout around 93. Yes. And they had a precipitous decline in 2007. They are in the same range from 1986 through 1990 today they are i'm looking at this this mountain of a chart this is uh it looked like a text it looked like an <laughs> nft it looked like logan paul's nft yeah, like it went this. up for a while and then it came crashing down city at one point was the bell of the ball not so much anymore not so much Pamela right. Anderson. it was hot well, in the 90s dead now shout out to pamela anderson all right let's go to this one we spoke about it earlier we talked about last week you'd having 15 billion with the B uh, dollars in deposits due to a lot of the regional banks. Uh, people haven't run on those banks. Uh, Bank of America, BAC, the ticker, BAC, Bank of America Corp. What do we think? Uh, Bank of America is solid. Um, it's not a lot, but it's not thriving. Like, uh, I hate to use this analogy again. Like, it's Austin Reeves from the Lakers. It's not LeBron. It's not AD. Great journeyman. I'm proud of, you know, the progress, but like, I would say in the Bank of America is like in a midlife crisis. I, I wouldn't touch it unless it got down to like 12 bucks if it ever got that low. Um, oh, prime example, Rashad. This would be an example of a bank that's like a middle business. They don't serve the higher class of JP Morgan, uh, excuse me, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, BlackRock, Citadel, but they're not ex exactly like a low tier discount brokerage or bank. So they really, they're right in the middle. Um, Love Brian Moynihan as, as as an executive, but right now Bank of America has no competitive advantage. Um, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it. All right, let's move to this one. And since you brought up MG, we talked about a company, a uh, bank, uh, when it came to re retail. Rashad brought up MG, not me. I just jumped on. <laughs> you know what I mean? We know. We know. Brought about. We know. Wells Fargo, uh, ticker WFC, Wells Fargo Company. Thoughts on Wells Fargo? Um, Morta, Espiritu Santo. Ooh. Adios. What? Well, Wells Fargo is probably, and this is interesting. Do you, you guys should Google the founders of Wells Fargo. Who left and what company did he go form when he left? Um, I'm going to be very careful with my words. Wells Fargo, if were they were any other company, they would not be allowed to use the practices that they have used on us the prior 15 years. Discrimin discriminatory practices? At scale. 
they make the clan look like childhood saints. How to discriminate. I would not touch this company, allegedly. I would not touch this company with a 10-foot pole unless it got to $7.44. Heavy, heavy on the Heavily on the allegedly. This is just entertainment. Please. Please, please. This episode is brought please. to you by Will Fargo. <laughs> no, this is this is like I, I don't know how they've stayed afloat this long. I, I really don't. Practices are egregious. No, this is true. This is true, and that and that's why I remember Matt putting up the post about the discriminatory practices when it came to to real estate, and that's what came to mind when when, when I when I, I, I mean, and then the forced opening of credit card accounts and other credit lines. Yeah, like they would force the employee base to do it. No, I wouldn't touch this one. All right, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Tell, uh, us, how you, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> uh, ticker PNC, PNC, the PNC Financial Service Group. What, what are our thoughts on PNC? You know what? I used to bank with PNC for a while. Um, they acquired one of my the old bank I used to bank with back when I was um in East Chicago. Uh, PNC is actually pretty strong. Like they're a sleeper. They're like uh trying to find like a basketball analogy. Like Kawhi when he was with the Spurs when like Tim Duncan was still there and Ginobili was still there. Like very promising future. Um, Multi-year growth has been great, pretty stable. I like it like at 88 bucks or 82 bucks if it ever gets that low. 88, I like. They should go to back to 150. The 200-day moving average has them somewhere like around 153. Um, I like PNC. They are alive and well. They they need a couple more competitive advantages, but yeah, PNC is alive and well. All right, there we go. Th those are our bank stocks. That was a whole sector. Of DOA, I like that. I like when we we keep it in sector. Last week I felt like we were doing the regionals. This year we did the heavy hitters, man. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So let's get Somebody it. Somebody said Wachovia. Shout out to all the Wachovia employees that are now Wells Fargo employees. There are good people working there, but some of the practices absolutely overall the practices have been terrible. The practices, not to say that there aren't good people, because I know some people like it. They feel dirty as an employee. No, not y'all. There are good people yeah. working there, but the practices the that's been implemented that you have to partake in are discriminatory. Allegedly. Yes. <laughs> so let's get into this before we wrap, shall we? Um, little social com social commentary related to business. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's been a lot of noise about um, hip hop. I got a hot take too. I'm gonna cut you off, but I got a hot. Take. I know you. I know your take. I know your take. Do you? Yep, I do. I'm prepared. I'm prepared for it. Um, so, so um, you know, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about the top 50 greatest rappers, top 10 greatest rappers. We spoke to Fat Joe about it in person. We spoke to JD Kiss about it in person. Everybody has different opinions on this, this top rapper list. Yep. But nobody's ever talking about the top CEO list. Let's talk well about played, it. by and, the way. And Birdman had actually commented. And then when I saw the comment, I'm like, you know what? He's got a point. Let's make a list. Let's do it. So we Quick put together. Execution. Yes. Very. <laughs> yes. We put, the, no time. <laughs> we put together a small council. Um, and we, we, um, we we called in some friends, trusted advisors, trusted advisors yep. got got their opinions. Yep, and we came up with a list of um the top ten hip hop record label CEOs. Now the key word is hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop record label, record label CEOs, and um it was highly debatable and it went viral. viral. Um, I got it sent to me 90 times. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with the honorable mentions. Honorable mention 
DNY yes. from Rough Riders. Yep. Jay Prince from Rap A Lot Records. Coach K and P from QC. Mm-hmm. Irv Gotti from Murder Inc. Yeah. That was the honorable mention. Yeah, there were other people that were on the list of honorable mention. I just want to say the names because some people were like, yo, y'all, who y'all? Yes, we, we spoke about Top Dog. Yes, we spoke about Sylvia Rohn. There was, there was others. But they didn't make the list. But they didn't so make this list. So let's just go. We'll, 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 let's start there. Number 10. Yes. Now that's the top 10. Yes. Number 10. Damn, D&Y, honorable mention? J.D. Kiss thought that they should not, they should have been in the top in the 10. 10. So, For real? What the, well, okay. he, he may have a bias. So that's okay. Number 10. Mariam Suge Knight, former At CEO. 10? Yeah. Yes. No, number 10, Suge Knight, Death okay. Row Records. Number nine, Jermaine Dupree, so so deaf. Number eight, a legend and our friend, Damon Dash, Rockefeller Records. Mm-hmm. Number seven, a legend in the game, L.A. Reed. Yes. That's low. Number six, <laughs> number six, Percy Miller, better known as Master P. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Limit Records. Number five, the godfather of it all, Russell Simmons. Yep. Founder of Def Jam Records. Number four, one of the greatest producers and one of the greatest label heads of all time, Dr. Dre. Number three, our guy, Jay Hova. Jay-Z. Sean Carter himself. Number two, Black Caesar, an inspiration for all of us. Mm-hmm. An icon in the game and a living legend, Sean Diddy Combs, aka Love over Jay. Okay, Bad Boy Records, mm-hmm. and number one, drum roll, please, the greatest hip hop CEO ever, according to Earn Your Leisure, according to us, Baby Brian Williams, Cash Money, uh, Records, and shout out to Slim, that's his brother, um. So he's in the conversation as well. Yeah. But baby, cash money records, greatest hip hop CEO yeah. of all time. Okay, yes. but before we get to before we get to the debate, everyone tune in on the investment side. I will make a correlation between the CEOs and portfolio managers so you can got, kind of get a feel for how to invest. Secondly, can you tell them the reason Criteria? behind making the list? Yes. I'm and glad. why it's important for the viral aspect of it? Because I know oh. you've been waiting to do this for a while. Well, so, funny you ask. If people people love lists, <laughs> I've realized, because there's no set answer into right or wrong. It, it's, debate, it's debatable. People love to be acknowledged. So, baby, posted yeah. it within an hour. We, we posted it on a plane. I landed and see we were, everything. Oh, we was in the crazy. air. I said, yo, baby, you got these it. blogs start posting like bait. So I'm looking for his comment. I'm like, did he comment on the post? And then I realized he didn't comment. He posted it on his page. Um, and then cash money, put it in a story. So people love acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. People always dislike not being acknowledged. Lists are very debatable. They're very shareable. Yeah. I seen boardroom created their own list. Um, that, that did not have Dr. Dre on it. No, that's insane. So, <laughs> so, so the list, the list is a good, it's, it, it's good. It's a good conversational piece. And before we start dissecting this list criteria, that was a big thing. What is the criteria? I think there's a few different criteria that go into play. Longevity. Number one. Impact. Okay. Cultural impact too. Um, independence is something that's extremely important. I got and, it. And that's something that, um, relevancy. Mm-hmm. Star power. I got so artists that they signed. Artists that they signed. And and had peak performances under their tutelage. Yes. And oh. the number of hits. Yeah. 
So those are like kind of the five criteria behind okay. this. Okay. Those are the fundamentals of what okay. fundamentals. Those are the fundamentals. Gotcha. So before we before we justify our list, Ian, <laughs> what's your <laughs> what's your take on this list? What's your take on this um, list? Um, I probably are we including Rockefeller and Rock Nation as one company or no? Well, okay, I'm glad you said that. So uh, people, some people question. some people said, how can you have Dame at number, I believe he was number eight, eight. and Jay-Z at number three yes. when they're partners? So Jay-Z's career goes past Rockefeller Records. This is true. So as Rock Nation is a management company, but it also has a, a label, label division as well. Yeah. And they did sign J. Cole. Right. So in 2006, Rock Nation becomes a record label. And they did sign they, J. Cole. They signed J. Cole. And Rihanna. Well, that's not hip hop. Oh. Uh, but okay. they well, did. Well, Rihanna's wait, hip -hop, wait, wait. but they never signed Rihanna. She's a Rock Nation artist. Management. Artist. Management. I'm telling you, artists. I thought she was and an artist. Yeah. They signed, but they've also signed. Well, you got to count Jay's on that label as well, right? So you got to take him into account. Kanye under he was under their tutelage, but you also got to take into account like acts like Rhapsody. You got to take accounts to Jay Electronica. These are all Rock Nation artists. So those people were after Rockefeller, where it was Beans, it was Cam. It was, uh, it was, you know, that that era of, of hip hop, including himself being on the label. Okay, got you. Huh? All right, Ian, chime in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> chime in, shall you, you? You're missing one important CEO in the lexicon. Who you got? You forgetting Jimmy Iovine? Again, so, now you said he said this so, to me. So I said this. I'm gonna be, I said I, I'm gonna give you my response. I said I Eminem. Dr. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Said, Let's stay said, there. Let's stay there. So we got a call from a very trusted friend, a text. Yeah. And he said, he said two names. He said, Jimmy Iovine and yes. Lior Cohn. And I looked at you and I said, yes. Jimmy Iovine is a great C label CEO. When he wanted to have hip hop, he signed Shook Knight. When he wanted hip hop again, he got Dr. Dre. Right? Like. Jimmy Iovine personally signed Tupac Shakur. Two, no, he brought Interscope. He to Interscope. This is true. This is true. No, this is true. This is true. But then that wasn't the right place for him. So where did they put him? That was to mitigate risk. Now, now, just, now well, yeah. we can say everything. Where oh, did he no, go? No, no. Where, but where did he go? He was on death row for okay. sure. But he still had two more label obligations to Interscope before he was free. So my, because I did bring up Jimmy Iovine's name. J Jimmy and, is missed. And, and we had a conversation, but the thing that we came to the consensus is that Jimmy Iovine is the head of Interscope Records and Interscope Records encompasses everything. Mm -hmm. it, it encompasses Latin music. It encompasses rock, rock, R&B, hip hop, every type oh, of- Are we music. just doing black CEOs? No, no, no. no. no, no. But so, okay. wait, wait. So, so, so it's saying, okay, Criteria. This, that's not a hip hop CEO. He's the CEO of a major record label, which covers every single thing. When we're talking about hip hop, this is more specific, narrowed down to one specific genre of music that you only focused on one particular thing. You're not focused on hip hop as part of your portfolio. Diddy didn't just focus on one genre, though. That's why it gets tricky. Bad Boy Records is a hip hop but, label. I now agree, think, but think about the hip hop act. So now we, if we talk about longevity and we talk about artists, obviously you, you have Puff, you have the locks, right? Originally, you had Craig Mack, but then you had Black Rob, you had G. Depp, but even now, you still, longevity, you still have French Montana, who still puts out hits right now, present day. 
So the longevity from 94 to now is there. The hits are there. We can't deny it. He had a diamond record three years ago, four years ago. These things are happening. Who, hip-hop, just hip-hop. Who, who was diamond four years ago? French Montana. Single, 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 a single. He had a diamond oh, record. Like, I said, no, he had a diamond record. Okay. No, 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 no. He had a diamond record. <laughs> Got you. The, the joint with Sway Lee. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Diamond record. That's a fact. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what was, okay. So, so for me, nah, nah, Jimmy, nah, no, no, nah, no, no. Nah, I'm gonna be nah, real. Nah, Jimmy Alvine. Jimmy Alvine is Ray Dalio. Yeah. Okay. We're well, not denying. No, he, he's no, great. No, he's great. Signed Dre. Signed Tupac individually. Signed Snoop individually. Yes, he extended, but also like I'm not. I know Dame will call you, but why? Why the kid going crazy for the vulture? We can't <laughs> leave Lee or off of there either. Well, they 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 encompass a couple of things, right? Lee. So if we say Def Jam, it really is 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 Rick Rubin, yes. it's Russ, and it's Leo. Yes. It would be those three, and right. So when we say Russ, it's kind of like. Rick well, Rubin's in there. Leo Cohen was running Def Jam after, 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 gotcha. after it was built. But he was there he with inherited, them. He inherited. He inherited. Yeah. A successful team. Yeah. He didn't build this. Okay. Team. Uh, he inherited. Well, which he inherited. goes back to my Jimmy. If I told you this person signed Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Tupac before Death Row, Fifty Cent, and Eminem. No, Jimmy yeah. Iovine. You could make an argument for Jimmy Iovine. Um, you can. It's just, I don't think that Jimmy Iovine he got is in the top three. solely focused on hip hop. Well, if, here's my thing with Jimmy. I said, if you put him in, you got to put him at number one. Or Big don't put him on, either number one or, or don't put him on the list at all. Because anything other than that is kind of just doesn't make sense. He, so if you're going yeah. to put him on the list, he got to be number one. Or then you then or, you'd or, have to remove L.A. Reid. And here's the reason why we said Baby from Cash Money was number one. So Baby doesn't get enough credit. He has one of the best deals ever negotiated, mm. ever. Almost a 90-10 split when Universal got that hundred million dollar deal and then came back and got another to Wendy Day. and got yeah. another hundred million. When you think of yeah. baby, you think of the hot boys that came out in ninety-eight, I believe. Juvenile was first though. Juvenile was on fire. Yeah, juvenile. Juvenile 98. 98. Yep. Juvenile, 98, right? To when Lil Wayne took the game over in two thousands to Drake, to Nikki. People say like Drake and Nikki's young money. Young money is cash money. That's cash money. So yeah. you you got almost a 30-year run of dominance. That's unprecedented. Never, never been, been done. Never been done. That's and, like Buffett-ish. Yeah, he's never, it's never been it's done. It's LeBron James. And if you look yeah. at any statistic as far as top 100 hits, if you look at the artists who are in there, all three of them are in the top five. All three of them, like Nikki, Wayne, and Drake in the top, That's or at least the top crazy. 10 for yeah, most yeah. hits charted on, on, on top 100 on Billboard. All three of them on there. It's not even close. That... We're going, yeah. baby's number one. So baby is Buffett, Jimmy, oh. okay. And Diddy, I think doesn't get enough credit for having the most cultural impact. Bad Boy Records at their peak, there was nothing stronger. I, didn't, I forgot Mace, I didn't even say Mace. You know, Bad Boy, you when that- get better? My, my fault. That, that, that baby logo that they had, like when Bad Boy was running at this at his peak, it was nothing that could stop it. It was, it was unstoppable. And I came into this game wanting more money than Puff. That's Jay's line. And then the tour, yeah. and no like Puff set so many more. precedents. He set so many precedents, and he he's laid the blueprint for so many other people to follow. Mm -hmm. And he survived the times as well. So Diddy, I feel like is a rare. He's 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 rare air. I don't feel anybody has had as much impact on our culture, just from a musical standpoint, 
than Diddy. Brother Love. Because all because even Jay, at a certain point, they follow Diddy's blueprint. Exactly. Everybody follow has everybody has followed Diddy's blueprint. Yeah. And if we're not if we put into if we're talking about hip hop and R and B, then you're talking about you gotta start with Jodeci, Mary J, and then obviously Carl Thomas, Faith, one to like it's just that's what I said, if we wanted yeah. to, but we, yeah. we're not going to. But if we wanted to, we could. So I think Puff definitely top he he's top, he's number two. Yeah, number two. I, I will compare Puff to Julian Robertson from Tiger Global Management for the investors who are still here chimed in. Yeah, and, and for the and for the young bucks who are asking why L.A. Reed, Usher. Uh, well, not even Usher. Out, let's start. Well, let's start with Outcast. Outcast. First and foremost, let's let's start with Outcast. We're not even gonna count the face records as far as the R&B label, but signing Outcast and then. Goody Mob as well, but then going later into the early 2000s with <laughs> getting Future being the exact when they uh, Def Jam gets uh, Rick Ross, gets Young Jeezy, being an epic when they get uh, 21 Savage, Travis oh, Scott, like Atlantic, the, Travis Scott. like The only thing about L.A. Reid, it's a lot. Out of everybody else in that list, he he has a great resume. He never started anything. He also- LaFace. Started LaFace. Started LaFace. Don't do that. He did start LaFace. Don't do that. Don't do that. Other than that. Other than that. Other than that. Other than that. One of the greatest songwriters of all time. Yeah, no, no. That's a big one. Right. Pause. It was. But he also was running labels that was already established. That is true. He became the president and CEO of some labels, but he definitely started LaFace with Babyface. That's a fact. Now, shout out to my brother Sticks. LaFace is like Tim Cook. The faces of I mean, excuse me, uh LA Reed's like Tim Cook, like had yeah. wasn't the strongest founder per se, even though the face was a hit, but amazing operator. Like yeah, sign yeah. some legends, bro. Sign legends, sign legends. Yo Gotti. A lot of people have they they said he's up. Yo, Yo Gotti, Gotti he's, should be, he's should coming be on the list. The only thing he's, is the he's, longevity. He's coming up. He has a great right now today. He's hot. He, he, yes. Track record phenomenal, yo. Yeah, no, he's hot right now. He's definitely hot as a as a CEO. He's hot. And, and, it, the last the last person came down to DNY or that's crazy they're not on the list, yo. TD, it was TD. It was TD. It was Top Dog. Top Dog. Top Dog was on the list, and then we had to take Top Dog off the list. And it's no disrespect to Top Dog, but if we're talking just hip hop, but now we have to take the scissor catalog out. Well, now it leave the scissor catalog in. Top Dog's a legend. He TD, is. He's a legend. But Kendrick, what, what we said was. Kendrick Lamar, Troy Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick <laughs> Lamar, and, and SZA, right? That's that's their. That we got to put Rihanna back. J Rock, J Rock, Absol, Schoolboy Q. Yes. Yeah, but when you look at Rough Riders, you got DMX, you got the Locks, you yeah. got Eve, Eve, and you got Swiss Beats and Dragon. Let's not play Dragon. Has some hits. I'm just saying, like the 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Started, like so, it's like when you have Swiss Beats, the Locks, Eve, and DMX. How is he yeah. not there? I, I was mad. He could have been, but you, you, I don't know who you take out. The other part, and a lot of people like, your Irv should have been in top 10. Irv should have been in top 10. Shout out to Irv, EYL alum, friend of the show, friend of the fan. If we're talking just hip-hop, that's what I'm saying. If we're just talking hip-hop, how many hip-hop albums do you think Murder Inc. put out? Artists, artists. How many hip-hop artists? Oh, hip-hop R- artists? R&B is hip-hop. I'm just saying, well, this is state. Hip-hop, this is the- they have Ashanti and they have Ja Rule. Anybody else? The Murderers. No. No, they nope. don't have anybody else, but they have a lot of songwriting and Lloyd and produce uh, Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd. 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 But they had a lot of songwriting and a lot of producing. And he, he did influential. He, he brought DMX to death. Jam. He did. He did. But he that, got Rockefeller a situation. He was yes. part of that. With that, that's not him as a CEO. No, it's not. Yeah. That's not. That's him as an A and R. 
But him it as a, it was the CEO. CEO's mind though. The last so and then we gotta look at that, right? So if we're just talking hip hop, if I'm just thinking hip hop would just be Ja Rule, that's the only hip hop act that they had. Yes, Ashanti was there, yes, Lloyd was there. But we gotta talk about longevity, right? Ja's first album was 99. The last album came out in 2008. That's a nine-year span. It is now 2023. They have not put out a record. Obviously, we I saw mean, what happened with yeah, 50, and we saw yeah. what happened with the federal uh, Yeah, I was going to say the Fed investigating them. That. that obviously took... So the longevity is not there. So that's why I, I felt like we got moving back just a slight, just like... Just but like, then also, before we wrap, uh, Marcus had actually made a... He, he said that he said that Coach K and P should be number one. And I said, that's interesting. Why, why would you say that? And he said, is he the number one or number two? And he said four. that yeah. they're the only ones that got out at, at the top. He said, nobody else has ever done that. He said, everybody else rolled the ship up and rolled the ship back down. Except, he, he said, except, except Jimmy Iovine. No, no. Oh, except, except Birdman. Except Brian Williams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But other than that, the ship has gone up and the ship has come back Listen, down. Listen, there will be no beats without Jimmy. No, no, Jimmy's a legend. No, we're not it's denying just, him. It's just, it's just a matter of whether he's solely hip hop or not. But if you want to consider, he definitely has a right. Jimmy, I don't think anybody can dis. You can't dispute Jimmy Iovine's influence at all. You can't. But Death also, Rove. but also, Jimmy Iovine never did it himself. He Suge Knight was the person that ran Death Row Records. Doctor yeah. Dre was the person that ran Aftermath Aftermath Records. Like you know what I mean? So you you, he's a he. We also got yeah. General manager, but he never coached mm. the team. He never coached the team. Well, I, or, I can say, maybe, you know, I, I love Shook, love Pac, shout, shout, to, shout to Mutai. Shook also ran that into the ground. We got to talk about risk mitigation. Well, that's what I'm saying, up and down. Lord, down. Longevity is a criteria. But mostly, but mostly everybody on the list had the up and down, right? If you're honest. If you I, I, I don't think any hip hop label had a more preventable situation than Shook Knight. You lost your big, big Pac shouldn't have been nowhere near around Orlando. Like, I'm not going to get an L.A. business, but he shouldn't have been nowhere around any of that. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Shug, Shug was doing a bunch of unnecessary stuff. Stuff but that, was, that... That was also part of the allure of... It's part of it. Of, of Death Row. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, QC... So, he had an interesting take where he said that they sold... They got in, they got hot, and they got out the game. And he said nobody else has ever done that. What Dr. Dre sale beats to Apple for? We're just gonna talk math because I'm a numbers guy. One point one point three billion. Flawless victory. No, that's that, but that's but that's, not, that's, that's, not, that's outside. That's a, that's a different product. Yeah, that's not that's, that's, that's not music. Pro- that's not that's not aftermath records. That's a that's a that's a spinoff. That's a different product altogether. That's like saying Diddy, uh, or that's like saying Jay Z just sold um his liquor company and made a billion, or or Diddy has Revolt and and became a billionaire off of. Well, well, when the wire cleared, nobody asked. But no, I'm just saying a lot of, yeah. and that's another thing why baby probably not the best CEO when it comes to all of that, because his main focus has always been music. Diddy got revolt. He got Ciroc. He got Deleon. Jay-Z. Jay-Z got the spirits. He got Rock Nation. Yeah. He got the everything. He got everything, right? Like Dre got the, the headphones. So baby really just focused on music. That's why it was just hip hop record yeah. label CEO. Yeah. But, and I, I'm not caping for Jimmy, but Jimmy did co-found Interscope. It wasn't given to him. <laughs> Yo, we're not knocking him, bro. <laughs> you are you are definitely advocating for Jimmy Iovine, but I appreciate it. That's like if the source say that you didn't co-found EYL. 
Like, yo, you just work with it. He's like, what the fuck? What? He co-founded Interscope. Was, who's Interscope under? It was a partner with Geffen. That, but oh. that was his label. Well, it's under, mm-hmm. was it Sony? Oh, no, no, if we're going to do this, everybody under somebody. Exactly. If, we, if we're going to do that, no, we, we got to say Doug Morris and Lucian run everything. No, that's a we, fact. Doug that's cut every check and Corey tries to, hey, it's a financier. The person who cut the check matter the most. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, if we want to talk, hey, hey now. You're an all-star. Hey, now you're an all-star. Check rider, your royalty receiver. You're eating on per diem on a low like a Caesar. Well, that's why I said, once again, that's why Brian Wade got to get a lot of credit. He went to the office with tattoos on his face and a Louisiana accent and lug boots and and got them folks to give him a 90-10 split. Yeah, bro, we a hundred million cooking too. Like with gold to, teeth in his with gold teeth in his mouth. We, that's what I'm saying. Like Jimmy, if he's the head of Interscope, like go to their artist section, right? Like they have an alpha. Like you gotta go A through Z. There's just too many arts. It's just not a hip hop. Start start in '93, and what was they at? There's there's a hip hop imprint underneath it. That's a fact. But they're not a hip hop label. Start '93. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, he, he gotta be in the top four. If 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 I got a two tech two index. Boy, Jimmy going in there. Jimmy, baby, uh, Puff, Hove. They got most death on the lineup. Money Come back, on. yo, is under Interscope. Uh, what are we talking about? CM- uh-huh. CMG Interscope. CMG. Yeah. At one point, Puff was at Interscope. Yeah. Don't leave while you're hot. That's how May screwed up. Distribution. No, no, distribution. Distribution. Yeah. That's different, though. Boy, boy, he got the world on lock. Now, if you now, I also can make a a, a claim for biggest. He the biggest vulture too. <laughs> now, wait, for our, wait for our next list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me put in. I, I got seven names. For you. Just wait for our. And, next and there's three list, black ones know. on there. I don't want to be spicy tonight, but there's some black vultures we got to put on there too. We, we gotta add you to the council. Uh, uh, the the vultures and villains list. <laughs> Shout out to Adam22. How you let Joe destroy your whole career in one, in one interview? Hey, buddy, tell me about the time. Hey, we're we going to have a talk about the music and, and the predatory stuff that be going on in the music one day, too. And then, yeah, my dad reminded me, give a shout out to Vernon Brown. Once again, I always talk about True. the people that's behind the scenes. Vernon Brown is the lawyer, black lawyer that negotiated all those deals for cash money. He's the long-term, long-time lawyer and business manager for baby and cash money. Mm-hmm. Um, he did P's deal too, right, Master B? I'm not sure if he did P's deal, but I know he did a lot of people in the music business yeah. deal. But he's one, he's one of these guys that um, you know, you might not have heard of behind the scenes, but yeah, he's 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 the one that negotiated those deals. Please. So yes, it it wasn't like Baby was actually negotiating his deal, but you still have to have some level of smart intelligence. People, smart people hire. hire smart people, exactly. That's and a this is a great point of leverage. If you don't come in with cash, you cannot set any rules in negotiation. That's true. Cash, cash and flush. cash money. Cash and talent. <laughs> cash money. I got the talent. Cash mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Uh, all right. Brian Williams, y'all number one. It's been real, ladies. Unprecedented run. It's been real. Shout out to Diddy. To be Shout continued. out to Jay. Shout out to everybody on the list because all those people were motivation to us. And you Absolutely. can, you, as your business is growing, this isn't just a random conversation. You can draw inspiration, blueprints, motivation from different people in different sectors. And when we talk about like branding, 
like when we interviewed um, Black Sam and JP said that the marathon logo came from Life Magazine. That's a perfect example, right? Who would have thought that Life Magazine would be an inspiration for the marathon logo? But it was. So it's like, you got to learn as much about different people as possible. Um, Read as much, watch documentaries, because the more you learn, the more inspiration that you gain. Like, I think Triumph is one of the best rap videos of all time. Mm -hmm. And I watched it. I, I watched that video just like, just for, just for inspiration purposes, like motivation, like, you know what I mean? Like I just draw inspiration from a variety of different places. So yes, learn from the greats yeah. in all fields. Yes. It could help you. Yeah. These executives are essentially hedge fund managers. Like all these labels are selling the catalog now. You think that's being done by accident and selling it at the, at the top of the market, like, so there's a reason why we bring up this list. Um, but Rashad, these segues are amazing. And yeah. shout out to Al Heyman too, because somebody put Al Heyman. Oh Al yeah, Heyman, he's another one. You got to study his blueprint. He was a guy that was doing bo- um, music promotion and became the biggest boxer promoter yes. in the world. And nobody even knows who he, what he looks like. Shout out to Jay Prince though. Jay another- Prince was also a boxing promoter. Um, you know who he promoted? A guy named Floyd Mayweather. He did. Big facts. <laughs> That's a big and thing. Aubrey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's a fact. <laughs> yes. That's a fact. Somebody so said that's that. Too Jason, cool. I, do it. Jason, I want to let you know, as a as a New York City guy, I did bring up Fat Joe. Um, Fat Joe gave us a big pun. Obviously, he gave himself Remy Ma. He introduced the world to to Cool and Dre. He also introduced the world to DJ Khaled. Very important person. Um, but he was on an honorable mention. That well, I, don't, we I don't think that that was under his label. I'm just saying he brought his oh, cultural influence. Khaled was on Tail Squad, though, right? He was. No, um, Big Pun was. No, Khaled was there. No, Khaled was too. Started his career. And then he was on Cash Money. Officially signed. Yeah, they they went to Cash Money. Yeah. Yeah, we know that one. Now, this is a good lesson if we want to get to the vulture lesson. But cultural influence, though, we got to say. You got to start signing these acts in perpetuity, yo. Like, could you imagine having Khaled and then not getting the royalty off the back end? Oh, baby. My brother Khaled. Let's go golfing. Let's go golfing. Um, All right. They want to see another Market Mondays. But God did. God did. <laughs> God did. Boy. Uh, tomorrow, tap at the Brown. Big episode. Tap in. Shout out to her. A great yeah. human being. This Thursday, the whole Bay Area, not just Oakland, the whole Bay Area, the whole California, the whole West Coast. Support 19 Keys and Dame Dash. Their event is in Oakland. Um, it's going to be a super dope event. It's different tiers. One tier is a VIP where you can get a Zoom call with them. And like I said, those are two of the most interesting, intriguing people I personally have ever met. They yeah. both can talk for five hours on their own. So I don't know how that's even going to work with both of them in the same room, but I know that energy is going to be electrifying. And to be uh, honest, Keys gave Dave one of his best interviews. Of course. Keys is, Keys is one of these people that, you know, is a eclectic, he got a dope interview coming out with Joey Badass this Saturday mm-hmm. too, which I'm very interested in seeing. So, but the Dame Dash 19 Keys, we're sponsoring 50% off. So you can click the link in the description and that's 50% off of that event. And that's, um, you know, courtesy of us, love for Oakland, love for the Bay and love Shout for those two Bay. brothers. Um, So I don't know how you missed that event. I really don't, especially if you get a ticket for as low as $50. I don't know how you miss an event with Dame Dash and 19 Keys in a city like Oakland, where 
not a lot of stuff happens like that in Oakland mm-hmm. um, or the Bay Area. And we've period. been there a few times. So it's not like Atlanta or New York or one of these places where, you know, all the, all the events happen. If you complain about a small market not getting attention, well, you got to give it a reason to get attention. So when you do have these type of historic events, support them. Um, and then the networking, obviously, is going to be crazy in the room as well. Yeah. And shout out to my brother, Ash Cash. That's my guy. Shout out to Ash uh, Cash. Black men's yo. He he yeah, we're getting honored. We're getting out of this Saturday, uh 17th installment of the Black Men's Brunch. We are gonna be honored. Uh we will be there with Ash Cash, obviously. Mayor Adams and our good friend Don Don, Don Peoples, Peoples will be will in be the speaking. building. Oh, that's it dope. is uh the mayor will be there. They're calling us the hometown heroes here in New York. Yes. Uh so shout out to everybody that thought of us uh to receive this award. It is it's 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 very humbling, man, to be honored in in the the state, obviously, in a city that that we were both born in. Um, for the work that we're doing, right? Like we're not singing, we're not rapping, we're actually just educating. So to be acknowledged as hometown heroes amongst five hundred other black men is incredible. So shout out to y'all and Ash Cash for putting that together. I'm looking forward to it. And you can you can come if you want to come. I think that the website is uh, uh, blackmen'sbrunch.org. Yep. And I believe it's a non charitable uh, situation. Gotcha. So you'll be donating to a good cause, but it's an honor to be honored. Um, and shout out to Ash Cash, man. Yeah. He's shooting a live episode. Harlem native. And he's shooting an episode yeah. of, his, of his show. Yeah. Too, so, so if you if you come, you'll be a part of the live episode of Inside the Vote. He's actually going to be sitting down with Mayor Adams doing a live interview. So that's going to be oh, that's cool. That's the interview? Mayor, yeah. He's going to be interviewing Mayor Adams? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and <laughs> shout out to Team 914. Shout out to my man, Chris Lat for this. So we... This, oh, shout out Lat. You know... Yeah, yeah, he cool my guy, Drew. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So this goes to our conversation with Jada Kiss. This is the last thing I'm going to say. The NBA, extremely disappointed. We had a, a campaign for me to play in a celebrity all-star game this year. And um, they didn't make it. So when I when Jada Kiss was doing MSG, before I randomly had pulled up on his juice bar in Yonkers, and he was outside with another one of my friend's sticks, Child Sticks, and we was just talking for like an hour. And um, I was telling him, like, yo, I'm trying to get into the NBA All-Star game. Da, 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 da. He was like, yo, I've been trying to get in there. They ain't let me in. Da, 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 da. A few different things. And so when he seen me, he was like, yo, I was looking for you in the All-Star game. I ain't see you. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yo, next year we got to get in together. Like, you know, and it was like, out of it's on my Instagram page. Um, so let's start this campaign. 914. Me and Jada Kiss. Celebrity All Star Game together in Indiana and in Indianapolis. Oh, and that don't let Jack man. Harlow cross you, yo. <laughs> I'm in it to win it, bro. I'm in it to win it, man. So me and Kiss, same team. We going to do it for the hometown. That's fire. We going to bring back the championship trophy, and um, let's 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 have some fun. So, yo, man, we got to do it for the night. NBA, we're a package deal. Yeah, me and Jada Kiss are a package deal. So, uh, <laughs> and, and we're trying to have Fat Joe coach. We're gonna have Fat yeah, Joe coach. That would be phenomenal. We gotta have Joey Craig yeah. coaching me and Kiss in the backcourt. And I don't know who else is gonna be playing on the yeah. team. But don't matter. Maybe like 21 Savage or something like that. He's been yeah. working on his game. He's been yeah. working on his game. Yeah. Yo, shout out. Yo, before we go, before we go, shout out to FDU Fairly Dickinson for creating the do having the biggest upset in NCAA history. Shout out to Meech. So, come yeah, on, bro. I'm, go, I'm going there. A 16 C yeah. with the largest odds. I think they were negative. They were down. I think they were uh, underdogs by 25 points, something like that. They they wow. obviously beat Purdue. 
Shout out to Meech. Shout Not out too to much Meech. on a home state. Hold nah, on, nah, nah, nah. Shout out to Meech. <laughs> 914 is on. Shout out to Meech. <laughs> Shout out to the pound. Fred, what's going on? That's crazy. Meech? I do what we doing. I went to IU. We, 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 you state. already know who you playing for this summer. But we got some big things planned. Did they so win the second game? They lost last night. They so lost? the yeah, season is now night. over. But we're proud of him. He 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 represented for, for the town this summer. We got a chip on Ferris. So shout out to, to Meech and Fred for bringing the chip home. This summer, we got to run it back. But we're going to go into bigger tournaments. So Meech, get ready. Rest up, man. We all proud of you. Congratulations, my brother. Yes. There you have it. Love is love, y'all. We, we catch y'all tomorrow. Earn your leisure. And we'll see you next week, Market Mondays. Love is love. Make sure y'all tap yes. in in Oakland. Get your tickets to yeah, the Market yeah, Mondays yeah. World Tour. World Tour. Toronto Market will Mondays be on the way tour. soon. Toronto, back on road, running Stock through the six tomorrow. with my woes. I'm be out there probably two weeks. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I wanted to go to Mexico today. I may just stay in Toronto for like two weeks. I was running through the six. To Toronto with, with me. That's May issue. Yeah. All right, man. We are out. Love is. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.